0: The sidekick business has been good to me, Sean Aston. Ladies, gentlemen, and variations thereupon, this is modern escapism. Hello and welcome to the show. My name is Oodles, the man that has had many sidekicks and they're now buried in the back garden. Today, I am joined by the Boy Wonder, Stig. Hello. It's Leviosa, not Levio sir, it's Candy.
1: <laughs> Hello.
0: And human cy- <laughs> Human Cyborg Relations, fluent in over six million forms of communications. It's Gadget. Bleep bloop. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh oh my oh my oh my
0: and unfortunately biggie is not with us today um i'm sure he's going to send an email in later so you will hear from him biggie
3: fans but before further ado
0: stig you need to sell this shit to us come on come on
3: i do if you enjoy what we do you can head over to patreon.com forward slash modern escapism on there you will find the three tiers that we do First up, it's Modern Escapees. For £5 a month, you'll get an extended edition of this episode every week, as well as at least one monthly special and any other specials that we do. When you get this episode, coming up will be our Moon Knight series. Moodles and I will be running um, for the next six weeks or so while that runs. And then hopefully we'll be back to a bit of Fast and Too Fast Too Curious. Oh, Yes. And if you are into Dungeons and Dragons, uh, we do a D&D play podcast called Do Dragons Dream of Scotch Sheep. Um, five pounds a month, the Scotch Sheep tier gets you uh, ad-free early access of the episode, as well as any um uh, as well as artwork that Candy produces for the episode and any additional stuff we produce, such as battle um character sheets, battle maps and music. And for £7.50, the Biggie Bundle gets you everything. And why Subject wouldn't you reality. want
0: everything?
3: <laughs> Subject to be <reality. laughs> I always forget you do it, but I always like it. <laughs> excellent, excellent. One yes. day I'll just like rule off some of the conditions. Yeah. You, when,
0: when they do it on radio and they do it really fast. <laughs> yeah. Subject to be
1: Michael's diarrhea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Will cause just,
0: diarrhea. Just, let's just, just crack on show. with the uh, with the Nexus, guys. Um. Whew. Take us time this time because we're, we're, we're a four-man crew. Gadget. We've been doing this week.
2: Um, I've been doing a, a great many things. Um, I've been playing ungodly amounts of Elden Ring.
0: Hmm, i feel now,
2: um, continuing that same, one. Same. Yep. <laughs> I, de- determined to pick my way through as much of that game before I get to the end game. I'm like, I'm, I'm towards like the last couple of areas. I think I'm in the last third of the game at this point. I've just, I've just hit the capital. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. And I'm, uh, I'm, I'm playing around with stuff. It's still so fucking good, and it's still surprising me, which is. It's rare for a game for me to be like 58 hours in and I'm still being surprised by the shit that it pulls. Yeah, I
3: got um, surprised the other day when all of a sudden I found out there's a huge underworld. <laughs> it's just as big yeah. as the above world. And I was like, sorry <laughs> yep. a bit of a spoiler there, but I was just like, fuck, this place is massive. And I ended the, up getting the, lost. The,
0: That is in the trailer, so I
3: wouldn't worry yeah. about it. Yeah, I just last night ended up, was like, I'm in these caves, I have no idea where the fuck I am around on the corner, oh I'm in a boss fight. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: well, yeah. The, 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 well, one of the surprises I had is, is kind of related to that because one of the underworld locations, you can see like a load of temples in the distance. Oh! Like, oh that's, that's 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 some really lovely kind of like skyboxing architecture thing. And then I got a surprise, you fucking go there. <laughs> just a different route to get in. And it's um and then you would look back over where you were, and you're just say, like, oh shit. It's,
0: ne- <laughs> it's definitely a temple you could have used one of Pip's uh, tampons with definitely <laughs> trust me
2: it's, yeah uh, i haven't <laughs> done that boss fight yet but i get i know yeah um, but yeah i'm i'm not going to talk too much about that because we talk about that every week i will finish it at some point it has point, become I an think. elden ring podcast yeah before this becomes an elden ring podcast um i finished um to sleep in a sea of stars mm. um, and i was sad when it ended because it, it, i have no more of it to read oh that's like, a good sign though like I know I've griped over the last couple of weeks about Christopher Paolini doing the men writing women thing, and those bits do let it down slightly Those are what stops it being like a perfect ten. yeah, but it's a nine and a half, it's a strong nine and a half it's it, it's a like you get to the end of the book and it wraps up so satisfyingly, but also leaving it open for like the rest of the um the novels that are going to come out. but it's just like you get to the end of it and you feel bereft. There's just nothing left of it. And he's just like, I-, I didn't want it to end yet. I've it's had that feeling so this week as well. Wow, I understand that mm. feeling massively. Right. I
1: have I'm, been I'm, looking I'm, forward to you finishing it because I've just had a gaping hole where I just, which I'll talk about, I've just finished a book, so I need something new to move on you to. Sh- you,
2: sh- you should put this book into your ears or your eyes, plug whichever way. Hole. Fill yes. my gaping hole. Yes.
0: She's single, boys.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Episode title, Candy's Gaping Hole.
1: <laughs> I think we've used that one before.
2: <laughs> uh um but yeah it's it's honestly it's a stunning book and i know i've talked about it over the last three weeks or so it just re- i mean it turned about the fact it's 880 pages book and i read it in three weeks like i powered through it it's so so good um and i i was actually he, he, re- he responded to me on twitter and apparently the next book that's coming in is a prequel to this which ex- sets up some of the stuff that happened in this book so i'm excited for that and also kind of sad that it's not going to be about Kira and the crew of the Wallfish, because I kind of want to see what happened with them. Anyway. <laughs> but really, really good. Uh, I've been watching Peacemaker, because it, it hit Now TV this last Dead. week. It is really fucking good. And good. Awesome. kind of not what I expected it to be. I haven't finished it. I think I've, 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 episode 8's the next one I've got to watch. I think that's the last episode of the series. Mm-hmm. Um, can't remember whether it's 8 or 9 episodes, but it's... I mean, John Cena is a, such a good sport for doing that show. The opening episode, him dancing around as tighty whitey singing <laughs> along to the choir boys. <laughs> <laughs> he's very good anyway. He's a
0: great entertainer, that man. He's just he he looks, looks he's a little chatless doing that. He looks these like a human
1: caricature, doesn't he?
0: He knows he does, that though. Yeah. That's the thing. I've well, like, seen him in an interview when he, when, he, when he gets his suits tailored and he's like, he's took it in a little bit. You know, The like that. They're like that. <laughs>
2: Um, I, I like I like that when he gets to do his fight scenes that he gets to put out some of the wrestling moves. I've noticed like some of the things that where he gets his head bashed off a car, like the way he's putting his hands and the way he's doing his punches and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's obviously the James Gunn influence. The soundtrack, my god, the soundtrack is good. Mm. Yeah, right. some really solid rock and roll tracks on that. I I, I, I liked it. I like Robert Patrick in it as a as the White Dragon. <laughs> Imagine going to Robert Patrick and saying, so "We have got this rule for you." Uh, we want you to play a white supremacist supervillain.
0: Mate, we live in an age where a character I, I read about in the 80s exists on the screen. It <laughs> <laughs> still blows my mind. So it's like, fucking white but, dragon, you having a laugh.
2: Yeah. Uh, but, and I think Vigilante steals the whole show. Oh, like, Vigilante so is so, so good. good. Yeah. It's absolutely
3: amazing. Have you got to the episode yet where he just seen and reels off all those names? Yes. yes, and that was all improvised, wasn't Have it? Have a look on YouTube, because there is an extended version of that way. Yeah. he just goes on for it's about f- two or three minutes of him just reeling off names. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's it, it's so good. It's so detailed. It, it's a really good mix of comedy. I, I, Eagle is amazing. Uh, I love... The dramatic scenes as well like like, like when you see like john cena's like when he hits the big emotional moments and he just kind of he's breaking down and crying yep. and it's just like i didn't expect this level of drama in a show about a man who dresses up as a murderous patriot
1: yeah there were some heart-wrenching moments i was the same i was like wait where did this come from i wasn't expecting emotions i wanted this hilarity
2: <laughs> yeah and there's plenty of hilarity in it it's it's, it's just really really good and uh, it's it, it's a testament to like the the excellence that James Gunn can put into the world because obviously this, along with the Suicide Squad, this was kind of his pet project, wasn't it? And I think they did the two of them at the same time.
3: Just but, um, after, I think. But yeah, he's, he's I think they've been given the go ahead for season two, which he has gonna. He has said he's going to direct every episode, so rather than just being the one off director, one episode writer, in this one, yeah, writer and producer, like he is taking full control of the next series.
2: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it looks great. Sounds great. It, all everyone puts in really stellar performances, and but yeah, I, I mean, yeah, the uh, vigilante does steal the show. He's so funny, and <laughs> it's the it's not even necessarily the things that he says. He's just got this really kind of derpy, slightly insane look in his eyes
0: <laughs> that works for the episode as well.
2: Sidekick. Um, Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, but the main thing I want to talk about oodles, I've been reading another book now that I've finished uh, To Sleep and See a Stars. This one is right up your street, okay? Oh, all right. Okay, so I'm it's um blurb it's me, got... baby, blurb me. Well, before I read the blurb, I'm just gonna give you the concept of okay. play in this book, okay. right? Uh it's got humor. Oh, humor. I like science fiction. <laughs> um it's got it it's got millennial angst. Oof. It's got um uh, Eco conservation themes. Okay, okay, okay. vaguely anti capitalist in places. Now you got me, baby. <laughs> and <gasps> kaiju's.
0: Oh, fucking hell! I'm in. I'm in. You just came.
2: Yeah, it's the it's it's the new novel from balls of
0: Space Titties, and that'd have been really weird.
2: No, no, it's it's the new novel from one of my favorite authors, from John Scalzi. Mm. It's called the Kaiju Preservation Society. Oh,
0: shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, I'll 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 read you the uh, the blurb here. Uh, um, when COVID nineteen sweeps through New York City, Jamie Gray is stuck in a dead end f- driver for a food delivery app. That is until Jamie makes a delivery to an old acquaintance, Tom, who works at what he calls a quote unquote animal rights organization. Tom's team needs to last needs a last minute grunt to handle things on their next field visit. Jamie, eager to do anything, immediately signs on. What Tom doesn't tell Jamie is that the animals that his team care for are not here on Earth. Not our Earth, at least. In an alternate dimension, massive dinosaur-like creatures named Kaiju roam a warm, human-free world. They're the universe's largest and most dangerous panda, and they're in trouble. (laughs) It's not just the Kaiju Preservation Society who have found their way to the alternate world. Others have, too, and their carelessness could cause millions back on our our Earth to die. This tells you pretty much everything about it.
0: Uh, What does that remind me It reminds me of another book, but it's not Kaijus, it's demons, but that
2: sounds fucking great. It is. It's really, it's really funny. It's, um, it's, it's John Scalzi in his own words, back to his usual bullshit. Aye. Oh, he
1: I like just fin- Scalzi.
2: Yeah. Mm. He just finished his, um, his uh, interdependency trilogy, which were like proper hard sci-fi ones. Yeah. And this one's back to first person, humorous bullshit, back and forth dialogue with gags in it, like some kind of a feature armor episode. Um, and it's just such a crazy concept and he manages to make it all make relative sense. Good. Uh, the characters the characters are a little thin but they, they they get the job done for what they're supposed to be descriptions of the kaijus and the kaiju fights are great uh, there is a scene quite early in the book where they where this preservation site that they've they've cooked up some um some kaiju pheromones and they're trying to get two of the kaiju to mate and the whole sequence is hilarious and and the best part is that the, the names that they give them they're not like they're not giving them like Godzilla Mothra that kind of name for them they're, one of them is called Betsy <laughs> the two that the two that they're trying to get to mate are uh, Edward and Bella. That's like a Rampage. Remember yeah. Rampage? I remember Rampage. Um, you get uh, descriptions of the, of the fact that you know if they go down onto the jungle floor, everything wants to kill them. Yeah. Um, but the things to be wary of are the um, the kaiju's uh, parasites, which are bigger than humans. Oh, like Cloverfield. Yeah, a little bit like Cloverfield. Ooh. It's 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 taken all like the kind of the stuff around kind of kaiju and big monster movies and all the kind of dimension hopping um, sci fi tropes and putting them into one place in a really funny and easy to read package. It's only like two hundred and fifty pages. What can hell? It's a short book. It goes on at a really fast clip. It's full of swear words. It's it's full of um, it's full of gags. There, there is a constant, a constant thing that the whole uh, job that Jamie's been brought in to do is to be a grunt to move things around. Mm. And so when the job's been described to him, he says, so you're going to carry things from place to place? So he says, I lift things. He's yes. And that becomes a recurring thing. Every time someone wants to ask him to do something outside of his job description, he just stands there going, I lift things. You know, and it's it, it's almost like he's a simpleton. It's fucking mm. brilliant. Um, it's it only just come out. It came out like the seventeenth of March. Um,
0: it was recommended absolutely. to me on uh, Kindle. Yeah, it,
2: get it. It's it really knows what really I good. Like. It's really up your street, Oodles, because mm. like I said, it's got kaiju's in it and a lot of swearing and <laughs> anti-capitalist left-wing politics. Fuck! <laughs> but... Uh, I will say it's really weird to read a book that starts off with the COVID nineteen pandemic. It is so weird to read those words in a novel.
0: I read a book last week that was uh, the, at the end of the novel. There were there was reports that there was a flu coming from China, and I'm like,
1: no, oh. yeah, get out of there. But yeah, it's starting to get into media now, isn't it? It's so yeah, funny, it like sort of reading about it in hindsight as well.
2: Well yeah, 'cause 'cause the book takes the book starts um before Jamie loses ends up working for um Food Mood, which is the name of this app that he's working for. Um it's, it, it starts off like in the February of twenty twenty, so it's like there is a line of dialogue a line of dialogue and it says, Have you heard about this COVID nineteen thing coming in from China? And then, Oh yeah, it'll be a couple of we'll lock down for a couple of weeks, we'll try and do something about it. It's just like Oh, that famously is like that's milk. I said that as well. <laughs> yeah. But it's um it's it's a really good book it's really funny and it's it, it's the opposite of hard sci-fi this is kind of like pulp sci-fi um so it's it's super easy to read and well worth time and i like Scalzi's individual books like i mean i love his um is like the old man's war series and the yeah. Interdependency series Classics. but i also really love like fuzzy nation red shirt's like his in, his individual one-off books they're usually really really funny and and especially with this one, I didn't realize it because John Scalzi he's, he's about fifty-two now. I think. Yeah, he writes millennials really well. Like, Does he <laughs> have kids?
0: I'm sure he has. I'm sure his son's
2: an author. No, is it, no, his, his daughter's an author. That's it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, but yeah, he's he's he's, he's got a couple of kids, and they're, and and they're both kind of in, into the media. Mm. But um, they'll be yeah, saying, "Dad, he, he, Kaiju's
0: yeah. a big this year. Come on,
2: yeah." <laughs> I mean, he's a really lovely bloke. I've followed him on Twitter for ages, yeah. and I've chatted to him a couple of times on Twitter. And he he, he is a lovely bloke, and he's just got up. such a wry sense of humour. So, um, yeah, go check out the Kaiju Preservation Society. It's a great book.
0: Gonna do it. Gonna do it. Mm. Excellent, excellent. Thank
3: you very much. Stig, you've been doing in your little blurred world behind you. Um, a fair bit, actually, this week, considering mm-hmm. um the things that have been going on. Um. Yeah, I, think I had a first off, a bit of a, a musical week in terms of films. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched the Rocky Horror Picture Show for the first time. One of my all-time favorites. <laughs> so, it's so I hope good. you liked it. It's so weird, but so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim Curry is just an absolute blast in that. He's, <laughs> he's having such a good time in that role, isn't he? Like things, some of the stuff makes absolutely no sense, and you can only pick up on it. Like that, like the biker. It's like unless you're kind of listening to the conversations and some of the lyrics in the some of the songs, that bit just comes out of nowhere. Do you, meat love turns up. Yeah, just meat Love <laughs> just turns up has a good meat old love, song. What are
0: you doing here?
3: Yeah, and it goes. But but yeah. But other than that, I just <laughs> the songs are great. The the um the aesthetics, the look, and everything is just so so wonderful. Really, it's so um, sexy.
0: Such a yeah. sexy, sexy film. I imagine
3: Middle America in the seventies had uh, the melt- had a bit of a meltdown with that one.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was, it was it was it was put into the uh, before video nasties were a thing. It was put into that kind of category. Yeah, like this is gonna ruin everybody. I he do was know that England was, for a I while as, as well. So not just America, in
3: South Africa as well. The banned, yeah. So yeah.
0: England banned it for a while, and uh, the stage show. Uh, I've seen that twice now, and yes, I've got photos of me dressed up as Frank and Furter, but that's for the OnlyFans only fans only.
1: <laughs> so, was this your That's first experience bundle. of it? Do yeah. you never seen the show or the film before uh, at
3: all? No, I obviously know Time Warp song. Yeah. Um, and there was another song as well I'd heard on there. Can't remember which one it was now. Sweet Transvestite. It's got to be. And I, no, it wasn't that one actually. It was somewhere oh, else. Wow. But, but yeah, I'd seen obviously pictures of um, him dressed <laughs> up like that and stuff. I've seen the pictures and stuff, but I'd never actually watched the musical in full. Oh, it's before, so, so, so
0: special.
1: Go see the show it's yeah. so much fun if you get the chance just go see it they, will drag, you of off. they will
0: drag you up off your seat as well
1: <laughs> you just sing you sing along everyone has a whale of time the thing is I find with Rocky Horror is when it's when it's a show it's split into the two halves and the first half is really upbeat and fun and you know time warp, blah blah blah, blah. then you go off to get a drink at the uh, intermission you come back and it's all the second half is weird like it's science it's fiction double feature just sex You've got to remember
2: that <laughs>
0: It is. Two different films.
1: It, uh, do you know what? I never thought about it like that, but you're completely tell right. You in the song. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I not put that together? I don't know. It all makes sense now. <laughs> Come on.
3: Yeah, oh, I, I, the reason it. I kind of watched that was because I wanted to watch the new West Side Story, and it was too late. I was like, I oh, can't. This, that's that, really good, though. It's, well. like, it's nearly three hours long. It's too late. I was like, well, so I got. I was like, uh, oh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. That's. I think that's also on Disney Plus. It's like a ninety uh, minute. And Flip, it, yeah, on 90 minutes. Oh, I'll do. Perfect. So then I watched West Side Story the next night. So that was the next musical I watched. Uh, in my opinion, some people might uh, drag me over the course of this. It's better in every single way than the original.
0: Miles better. Thank uh, you. Thank you for that justification. I the, said the, the, original,
3: the original is um, seen as an absolute classic. And everyone says, oh, it's absolutely amazing. I thought it was fine. There are things about it that I really liked. I think it, it does its... it it. does its, it's problematic. It's really, yeah, but it it it's really um tells pulls itself away from the stage show like it it, it makes itself into a film. Yes, it isn't it like some some uh musicals where it just feels like you're watching an adaptation of a stage show. Yeah. But it's a bit it is sixties. It's very sixties, um, mm. and I think Steel, Spielberg has done an excellent job with updating that. And yet, the era that it's set in is still set back in the sixties in in yeah. Spielberg's version. But it just makes it feel a bit more realistic, from as realistic as you can get with people singing and dancing. Yeah. Like the sixties version is that they're all kind of fight dance fighting with yep. each other, whereas Spielberg Instead of knives, is like, it's
0: pointing fingers.
3: <laughs> yeah, Spielberg's made it feel more like a proper, you know, yep. rivalry and fights and things going on. I also think that it just looks, it looks a million bucks. I and see. obviously, because it's Spielberg, it's going to have a, so a good. lot of budget in it. I think the, I just think everything about it. I think the dance numbers, I think the, the singing and the acting is all better. I believed in the central love story a hell of a lot more in this version. Their chemistry is so much better than it is in the, the original. And... It it goes out its way as well to kind of give you more of a backstory and bring you into the story more. Whereas the original, it kind of moves on from set piece, set piece, set piece, and Mm. this actually fills in the gaps a bit better than that does. I don't know whether that's Spielberg adding scenes in or whether he just decided to um, use scenes that the original didn't use, but I just I think it's better. Um, I really do think it's much better. I think it's it's loads
0: better. I think it's a. For me, this musicals good because I, I I rate musicals a lot different to normal films. It's a proper like solid eight nine out of ten musical. Yeah, it's it's really fucking good.
3: And it's been nominated obviously for a bunch of Oscars. And I think De DeBose is probably going to win best um supporting actress. Probably, probably. Yeah, because she's really great in that. And then the other last music I watched was Sing Two. Kids wanted to watch Sing Two, so we. watched I went Sing to cinema to see it. It's so really good. good. <laughs> so good yeah really good much better than the first one i don't like i like the first one but this one's yeah really good yeah uh, some fun stuff it's my songs favorite in.
0: film with bono in it
3: <laughs> yeah surprisingly bono is one of the main characters and and he's not annoying <laughs> yeah <laughs> and the use the use of u2 songs is <gasps> pretty, pretty yeah. well in it so yeah i for whatever reason just had a bit of a good old musical week um uh, but the main thing i wanted to talk about Oh, I wanted to put Sing 2 on the show notes. It doesn't matter, though. No, 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 no. <laughs> I've got something bigger to talk about. <gasps> Whoa. Is the Halo TV series. Uh-oh. Ooh. Oh. So you will, in for this one. you will have to VPN your way to get this because... As with everything seems to be, they keep launching it in America on these streaming services that the UK does not have yet. Has no, I, We have no idea
2: when it's coming. Apparently Paramount Plus might be in the summer. Well, well, Paramount Plus is supposed to be quarter three this year, but quarter I think the Halo TV series, I think it's going to Sky. So I think it's like Sky Atlantic. Sky it's Atlantic, close to the yeah, is it? I
3: read. Well, why can't they just release yeah. it at the same time? It's just it because is.
2: dicks. Yeah, yeah. They got dicks because just it's just stupid. <laughs> anyway, same problem with Peacemaker because that came out last year in the states and it's only just hit uh, streaming services over here.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But at least the good thing about I actually had to Peacemaker. go to America to watch Peacemaker. <laughs> yeah. The good thing about Peacemaker is that you've got it all in one go, which was yeah. quite nice. Like at least they're so like, oh well, you've had to wait, but it, here it is in one go. You can watch. You can it use
0: all. that VPN trial perfectly.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Um, I didn't hate it I know it's come under a a bit of criticism for things there are things to criticise about it um, specifically the way it looks it looks a bit weird um, when you compare it against stuff like The Expanse or I think stuff like Game of Thrones and Breaking Bad has set a precedent for how shows should look now if you want a cinematic feel which something like Halo should have it needs to feel cinematic it does not need to feel like a CW DC show which is kind of what it feels like. They've put a shitload of money into this, like um, the character designs, the costumes, the sets and everything. Shitload of money. You know, Master Chief looks great. All the Spartans look great. All the supporting characters look really great. But then you've just got this weird filter kind of that just makes it look a bit like a YouTube project. And I don't know why they've gone for that look.
2: Um all the clips and screenshots I've seen, it reminds me of when um, Firefly came out. And I'm not talking about like the filter for it, like because the, the vaguely desert filter of what I've seen mm. of it. But it's got that, that, that look of like a 2003 sci fi show. It's too clean. If that's, It's my... too clean, not yeah. good enough.
0: Yeah. It looks like Super Sentai or Power Rangers. It should. It should. It does, yeah. Have, <laughs> exactly um, what it looks like. And I've seen them all. Trust me. <laughs>
3: It should have that expanse kind of look to it, really. If you're going for sci-fi mm, uh, yeah. look, I don't know why they've made it look like that. But on the plus side, um, I don't. Think, I think a lot of the other CGI is really good. There are there is a few dodgy bits, but uh, I think that the um, Covenant all look great. The elites look great, and it is brutal as fuck. I never expected it to be like this, but this TV show does a better job of showing how brutal and awful, the elites and the Covenant are, than the games ever did in my opinion. Because in the games you were obviously playing as Master Chief and you just blast your way through them. They were nothing were there? They were nothing, yeah, they're just cannon fodder. Whereas nice. this show how massive they are they tower above the humans and they just rip their way through the humans they, they, like they there's a big massive set piece at the beginning which is really well done and the elites come and attack this base full of all these humans and they just wipe them out. They just they just fuck them up. And there's head pops. There's they're getting stabbed by the energy swords. Teabagging, um, no teabagging yet. Yeah, but there's <laughs> you know I did just didn't expect it to go that far. I've I've been told that it is quite full on, but it is really full on. Like it it shows the horrors of kind of what the Covenant are willing to do. They just don't give a shit. Yeah. Um. And also the Spartans, it's really because does a really good, effective job of showing how awesome the Spartans are. Like when they arrive, they're just kick ass, just like you are in the game.
0: They're really oh yeah, they're
3: massive. (laughs) Yeah, so so they're all massive. So it does yeah, it does a good job of showing uh, the 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 Covenant, the elites. It does a good job of showing the Spartans. It's its own thing. Don't expect to go into it thinking it's going to take any law from Halo. It is taking characters, borrowing stuff, and making its own law. Which is fine. I have no problem with that. Uh, the voice in the trailers. When I heard his voice, I was like, "Ugh, don't like that."
0: It's the leprechaun from American Gods, isn't it?
3: What's I'm his name? Two, yeah, uh, Pablo Schre- Schreiber. Schre- Schreiber, yeah, that's the guy. I scored in American Gods. Too hung up on the original voice for the game. Yeah. Um. By it's Steve Downs, Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Um. But. Do you know what? The more he talks, the more you get used to it, the more it's like, it's not a thing. He sounds good the more. I think it was just in isolation in those trailers. It was like, oh, that's not Master Chief. I don't like that. But the more you actually watch the show, you watch, you listen to him talk, fine. He sounds fine. Um... And that's it, really. I, I I was quite happy with it. Like, um, yeah, it has its issues. Uh, some of the acting from some other people isn't great, but I'm I'll carry on watching it to see where it goes. Um, the, I, I'm going to spoil one thing. It happens in episode one. It's been talked about. The helmet comes off.
0: Oh no!
3: In episode one.
0: Got ginger hair?
3: No. Hey. Um, Nobody yes, does in American yes. Gods. That's why I'm saying it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but your ginger has fake. My Um, ginger. It's weird. I think people may be getting a bit too hung up on it. Um, I don't really like it. It's because I'm used to not seeing his face. Um, It just scares me like Sylvester Stallone in Dread. Yeah, I think it can work without seeing his face. I think if they were going to do it, they shouldn't have done it in episode one, but the, the reason they do it makes perfect sense. So... Narratively speaking, it makes sense to why he does it. Um, But I did um, see this tweet, which I thought was really well liked. It said, he needed to do it, in my opinion. I'm not a Halo fan, uh, so I'm obviously coming at it from a different place. But for this story to work in this format, I think he needs to be humanized a lot. Um, I don't think it would have made it to Episode 2 without that choice. So people who aren't fans of Halo think it's the right decision. And at the end of the day, they're not just catering for fans of Halo. They are catering for other people. They want other people to come and watch their big, huge new sci-fi show. Um, So I think fans will maybe moan about it, but still return because it's Halo. People who aren't bothered about Halo, don't give a shit. Oh, it's just a guy in a suit. He took his his helmet off. Fine. So yeah, um, it looks rough in places, but it was enjoyable enough. You know? It's a 7 out of 10 show so far based on the pilot, but I'm happy enough to carry on, see where it goes. Is it just
2: the first episode you've seen, is it? Yes, yeah, it's the only one that's out. Dude, I've
0: watched worse shows that are less than 7 out of 10s and gone all Yeah,
2: I've it. watched worse and carried
0: you know on I mean? it's it. like that's, that's not bad at all.
3: Yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes.
0: Excellent, excellent, excellent. Candy, what you been doing?
1: I've been doing everything this week as well, <laughs> oh, so I, I think I mentioned it um, <laughs> probably in the Patreon section that I went to see or I was going to see a band called Wardruna on uh, yes. last Sunday. So I went to see them. Um,
0: it sounds like you did. So,
1: so if, yeah. <laughs> so if you don't know who they are, they're um, they're a Norwegian. Um, I would say probably a folk music group formed yeah. by members of um, the black metal band Gorgoroth. Um, this is not black metal at all um they so what I, I had a look on how exactly to describe it by what it said on uh, wikipedia it's like, they're uh, dedicated to creating musical renditions of norse cultural and esoteric traditions and make significant use of nordic historical and traditional instruments including deer hide frame drums flutes k- I'm not, not even going to try and say that mouth harp goat horn and non-traditional instruments and other sources of sounds like trees, rocks, water, torches—that kind it's of thing. Not a vegan-friendly show. It is absolutely not. Um, but it was—it's such an incredible experience. It's it, not like any other gig I went—I've been to before because you're actually there to listen to the music. Um, mm-hmm. You could literally hear a pin drop. You know, if you wanted to ask your friend if they wanted a drink, you'd have yeah. to kind of wait till everyone was cheering between the songs and everything. I
0: couldn't imagine seeing band members from Gargaroth and sitting down. That's kind of imagine. Yeah, well, I mean
1: it was a, it was a stand... Well, I was in the, in the pit, so we were stood up, but it's um, in, in, in the folk pit. <laughs> in the folk pit exactly. There was no crowd surfing. Um yeah, people just kind of stood transfixed or there was just like some sort of melodic swaying, but yeah, it was um it was brilliant um oh, so cool. but I did bring something back from the gig and it wasn't an overpriced t-shirt it was a lurgy so because of that I've been off work and I managed to catch up on a f- couple of different shows that I've been meaning to catch up on for a while so Peacemaker was one of them and Gadget summed it up perfectly for me I think it was um probably a little bit different to what I expected but I enjoyed it nonetheless and there was a couple of standout moments as well um that I won't get into because it will be a spoiler, but I'll probably mention it in a couple of weeks once people have kind of caught up with it. Finished Arcane as well. Um, Like it's been said before, it's so much better than it has any right to be. The animation in that show is just absolutely incredible. I've never seen anything like it, and I know it's super stylized, but I think it's probably the best animation I've ever seen in a TV show. Um, Banging soundtrack as well, and the story is just yeah. and I, I've incredible. never played yeah Oyster I've never
3: played many really league games I've played so, three remember yeah <laughs> there's, just, there's just some wonderful standout moments in that show as well that just pull you in like even if even episode three the end of episode god. three is fucking incredible oh my and then, god and then the bridge scene as well
1: Yeah,
0: so
3: good Oh, yeah. yeah you need to get on if, if if anyone's listening and they're not into League of Legends none of us here are into League of yeah, Legends I don't give a shit it
0: has yeah. nothing
1: I, to do I, I with that, that the show. completely blind yeah. other that than borrowing
3: some of the characters like yeah. you do not need
2: to know anything about you do it you're
3: doing yourself a disservice
0: not watching it
2: in my opinion I need there to be less good shit out there to watch because I still need to see Arcane. there is I'm a lot of good shit it, but it's just there's, people keep adding things to <laughs> <Yeah. the> same
3: <laughs> games books Films, yeah. TV good shows. Is I good, don't have it? enough time to do
2: all this.
1: You want to get yourself the flu? Get yourself. I've got. I've got the, 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 like the big flu
2: day that I'm wasting.
0: <laughs> let's it just work. cancel the podcast. We'll stop
2: doing it. Come
0: on, this yeah. is perfect time to just watching good shit. Done. It's Over.
1: Absolutely. But fact, yeah, no, no, no I let's actually continue. Uh, had a couple of tear jerking moments as well. So uh, was a bit of a shocker. What else have I done? Oh, I watched bad vegan which was suggested to me by Gucci Gang potato um and this is another Netflix documentary kind of in the style of um Tinder Swindler so this one's kind of surrounding a um a businesswoman and chef called Sama Melang Mangelis um and she took on this uh, vegan restaurant in New York and um actually made a, a an absolute roaring success of it you know this was kind of before its time kind of before the um Vegan kind of restaurants came into the light and it was a real sort of dining experience. And this was, I think, about 10 years ago. And, you know, constant celebrities, whole shebang did really, really well. Um, now this restaurant, it, it, she she bought it from somebody, she bought it from a friend. Um, and it did come with a debt of two million, which seems oh. like a huge debt, but actually, um, because of its success as a kind of going concern and just because of the la- location of it in New York, it wasn't. A huge issue, really, but enough to worry the the new owner a, a little bit into probably making the decisions that she did. Um, so she, one of the regulars at her restaurant, was um, Alec Baldwin, and she got quite sort of friendly with him. And it was through him she met somebody on Twitter that he was obviously friends with, um, and they sort of started hooking up. And he posed himself as a wealthy kind of guy kind of shady sort of job that he didn't really want to talk about you know the classic red flags um although there was evidence to kind of back up her his story because he was friends with alec they'd be backing they'd been backing and forthing on twitter and um this is where the kind of tinder swindler bit kind of kicks in so um this guy who's managed to convince everyone he's called shane fox although that's not actually his real name says he's Working as in Black Ops, you can't talk about his job. So manages to <laughs> gaslight her into sending him money. Takes oh, it yeah, all out yeah. of the business. She doesn't pay the employees. All kind of the employees um, stage a couple of walkouts. The the restaurant gets shut down and managed to find um, investors to bring it back. And all oh, just an absolute shit show, basically. Um, and now the way sh- he. Um, Kind of manipulates her into getting money is com- completely bizarre, and I don't know how anyone would fall for it if they were in their right minds. Tell again, me, I
0: and I'll see if I fall for it because I fall for things.
1: Well, <laughs> <laughs> so I won't go into it because it's the real like cherry on top of the what oh, the fuck right. cake. Um, but <laughs> one of the things he tells her is that, um, he can make her dog become immortal.
0: i fall um, for it. oh no
1: I'm in get me his number now oh I can get you the numbers of about about, about 10 different guys this is why you're not allowed technology
2: oodles like people people with those scam emails come in there the amount of Nigerian princes you've sent money to I'm married to half (laughs) of them
1: (laughs) Um,
0: I'm a bigamist in some countries
1: oh god um, so yeah she sure enough but I think that you know the way that he kind of reels into her life is she was obviously feeling quite particularly sort of lonely and vulnerable. I think she'd had a recent-ish kind of breakup and she adopted this dog and the dog was obviously the I light of her it life. Immortal. So it kind of wriggled in that way. I know. It's so bad. <laughs> but she wanted to believe it so much. Um,
0: I can just imagine, like, we're going to put your dog in freezer. It'll never die. It'll never die.
1: There wasn't even any freezers involved. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um oh. so yeah, that's worth watching I think it's um maybe four or five um, hour-long episodes. So nice little uh nice little short one to catch up on. And uh the next one, which is the book I was talking about earlier, is one by my favourite author, Peter Kleins, who has oh. previously written Fourteen and the Dispatcher I've talked about before, and Paradox mm. Bound and many, many other um fun sci-fi uh novels. Um he had, he has a tendency um of write and particularly the novels that i enjoy that he's written are the ones that are sort of slow burners throughout the um throughout most of the novel and then he likes to waffle it, doesn't he he, he likes to waffle you say waffle i say slow burn and then the <laughs> final scene will Let's just call be the whole thing absolute up. chaos <laughs> um and this kind of follows that trend um it's what I got was strong, kind of Stranger Things slash Last of Us vibes. Nice,
0: nice. <clears throat>
1: um, so the main synop the, the short synopsis is basically this um, kind of retired military man trying to live out the rest of his life, slowly sinking into a bottle of whiskey, basically, and just um, fizzling away, shall we say. Um, this little girl walks into the bar, says that somebody's been she's been sent by somebody to find him because. She, because uh, he can save her. Um, and as it, it transpires, it seems as if she's been talking to a ghost or somebody that he knew from his past life as uh, in the military um, who has actually passed away. Um, so they go on this kind of uh, runaway sort of adventure to get away from the people that are trying to do experiments on her. Sounds and... like the Da
0: Vinci Code, I'm getting uh, red flags.
1: <laughs> no, no red <laughs> flags, nothing like that, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's possibly not the most original idea for a book, but that doesn't make it any less fun. I really, really enjoyed it. I do with all Peter Klein's books. They're just nice, easy reads. I enjoy things on um, a much more superficial level than Gadget, I think. So I tend to not read <laughs> too deeply. <laughs> <laughs> Neither- <laughs>
0: Shots fired. You know he's an author.
1: <laughs> what I mean is that Superficial I, I author, don't- Gadget no no what i mean is i um i don't dig do- too deeply into things i i don't have the brain capacity to oh you can sometimes just past read it. subtext i just see straight past it i see the surface level i see the things written that's how i, I play don't games see things, <laughs> i don't see things between the lines i wish i did and actually, gotcha, i don't mean i didn't mean that as an insult i meant it as an right, in- insult okay. towards me <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> it did didn't it, it me by surprise that one <laughs>
1: That possibly didn't come out the way i intended <laughs> but Can't yeah you know, just what, sit and
0: I... stare at the sky whatever he's doing <sighs> <laughs> what Look at the sky boxes <laughs>
1: um but yeah no really enjoyed it and uh, i listened to it the way the way there and the way back from cambridge and it kept me company on my drive and yeah nice little book nice little one shot one and done and uh that was my week good that's a good that's a good week that's
0: a good week that's a good week better than my week So, Uh (laughs) I'm not nothing bad. That's why it's better. (laughs) Very mundane week, to be fair. Um, Listeners will be pleased to know that I am done with Elden Ring now. The chat is over. The discourse is over. It's an old game. Done. Platinumed. Can I have a round of applause for me? Platinum it. I'll do it myself. I don't even give a fuck. I'm proud of myself. Um, 118 hours it took me to platinum that, which is a bit long (laughs) because a lot of people are doing about 60, 70 hours. But no safe scumming. I'm not that kind of guy. Uh, that's done, that's done, that's done. I've been doing a. So, lot. So, so,
2: so, so, so when you emerged from your bedroom then, and you saw that there are these other people living in the same space as you, how, how did you greet the moment?
0: I went hello. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, you prattling, Pete! Rolled around yeah, and exactly swiped at them with a sword, prepared for boss battle. <laughs> Dodge roll down the stairs. Yeah, you, should see, you, should,
0: you should see me parry and all my family. <laughs> But yeah, I've done that. I'm, I'm, I'm still playing the, the PvP, the Fight Club stuff. Um, I'm really fucking good at that, which is w- very rare for me to engage in any kind of multiplayer. You know that gadget, but... Oh, yeah. I'm really enjoying being a, a blood god, basically. Uh, but the main thing I've done... Well, the main thing I want to talk about this week is another computer game. Ooh, what a nerd. It's a game by Pippin Games. Who's Pippin Games, are you ask. Well, this game's called Wife Quest. Yes, you heard oh that gosh. right. Wife quest. <laughs>
2: <sighs> this is another Becky Sting situation. His head there, listeners. <laughs>
0: come on, come on, come on. Stay in the room, guys. So it's a two D kind of Metroidvania, more like your Wonder Boys and your Alex Kid type games. You know what I mean? Just your two D, but it's got it's got a bit of a uh, it's got a bit of a story to it. Uh, It's a low, low price of £5, but uh, I received a code from a friend. Wink, wink. No one will find out who. Um, My uncle works at Nintendo, basically. Anyway, so (laughs) you play as Mia, whom, after living a humble life on a farm, her betrothed husbando named Fernando, see what I'm saying? (laughs) And it turns out that everyone in the world wants to shag Fernando. I know it sounds, it sounds weird, but it does. Everyone wants to shag Fernando. He's a lovely little... Oh, Fernando. He's a lovely little anime boy. And three sexy art girls try to woo Fernando. Because basically... I, I need to be really um, how I describe this. So Mia, the character you play as, is flat-chested, right? In the um, boob area. All the enemies and all the people that want to marry Fernando aren't flat-chested. And that's the story of the game, basically. Um, They steal Fernando, these sexy, boobalicious monsters and orcs and stuff, because they all fancy him, um, like I said, uh, the the, uh, evil, ample-breasted Empress Morgana, um, a bit of a goth babe and um, she steals fernando she steals fernando while her, her, fernando and mia are asleep and this is all in the first cut scene it's so good and she's almost getting away with it but she stumps her toe on the door and screams so mia wakes up and she's like "Why are you taking my husband, fernando <laughs> and 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 she's like fucking you shut up you're flat chested and in her words bitch that's what she says um, and she's like, what, are you coming at me for, for having, having flat chests and stuff like that? Because they've, they've all got big boobies. By, by the way, this is in, like, like, an anime art style, as you can imagine. <laughs> and then you go on a romp, basically, a 2D Metroidvania-style romp to go and try and find your husbando, Fernando. Um, it's it's fucking good. It's good. Uh, it's, it's weird. Um, like... It's got really good music. It's got good, like the controls are quite responsive. It's very old school, very Sega Mega Drive kind of, kind of controls and stuff. You unlock like a magic shield to deflect. But you, you know what I'm saying, don't you? You know how I'm getting. Yeah. It. It's not like Castlevania where it's deep RPG. It's not. It's just you get this new item. There you go. Use that new item for the next few levels. There's a weird choking
2: mechanic on it. I've just seen that on, <laughs> for I'm, for I'm on the sake. steam page. Uh. And I've literally just, just 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 seen it. So, yeah, Mia <laughs> knocks knocks down one of these witch ladies and they're kind of like lying on the floor. Mm? And then she jumps on the back and it, the camera zooms in yep. and as she chokes her from behind sexually. And
0: it, it's uh, and there's this basically <laughs> There's, there's no, <laughs> there's no game mechanic reason for this. All you do is you unlock that choking animation to watch in the little extras, <laughs> and like every new enemy's got a different like kind of choking animation. There's one where you pull someone's tail off. There's one where you 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 grip gripping her by the throat, and there's one where you're like grabbing her by the waist, and it's just all like Lesbo erotic. And do you know what? It's a really good game, guys. <laughs> it's a really good game. <laughs>
1: Do you I know, know what I'm I've not... just realized is for the last I'm a pervert. month? No, but I knew that. <laughs> for the last three months I've been wondering why I've been advertised werewolf and vampire porn constantly on Facebook and now I know why, it's because of you.
0: It's because of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just it's just it's just a real I don't let me be real, I don't understand why it's so sexual. Wait, it's it's it's, I'm just, it's not. I'm,
2: I'm just gonna I'm just gonna share on screen because I've just gotten back to it on on the, to on the on on the on the Steam page
0: for, for, um, for the what viewers at home watch this for,
2: for for the for the viewers at home just the choking mechanic which comes up yeah it's so, so good um, he, yeah this she jumps on her ass
0: yeah oh <laughs> <laughs> it's so That's good, a good it, pound it is a good pound but there's more pounds there's more different the the, the bosses are really good. The platforming's tight. It, it it it's it looks like Celeste, but it's more like Fifty Shades of Grey.
2: <laughs> I, do, I, I do also have to point out the Steam tags for this one: are two D platformer, adventure, two D, and female protagonist.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, it's, it's it's mainly women throughout the whole game, apart from Fernando the husbando. But they they all want to shag him, and it's like like they, they kiss him without his um, husband thieves permission and stuff. Like and he's like, stop kissing me, everyone. Because if you look at all the baddies, they're all sexy.
3: He's been like, oh no, stop kissing me. Oh no, this is
0: terrible. There's one one, like if you if you look at obviously Mia, she's like very proportioned girl. She's not overly ample as as anime girls go. Yeah, and (laughs)
2: look at (laughs) Ashman animations. It's so good. (laughs) This gallery thing also weirds me. Just the way you just pose her around. Yeah, I love Uh, it. uh, (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's just a real game. It's really good, and it's a fiver. It's even less on Steam. Look,
2: four pounds seventy nine on Steam.
0: If you if you like the old like like I said, Monster and Wonder Boy and stuff like that kind of game, it's 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 of that ilk. And look, look at all the recommend. Look at all the positivity on this game. People are loving it.
2: it. I mean, it it is really well rated. It's got a it's got a mostly positive um. Apart from that little prude over there. <laughs> Sigma Tiger yeah. doesn't like it, does he? <laughs> no. So for the listeners, but I'm just scrolling down the Steam page and at the Steam reviews section, it's just, just...
0: Oh, well, oh, there's a warning, content warning.
2: <laughs> yeah, content warning on it.
0: This is what I mean. It's like it's. I can understand if you were th- kind of a persuasion that wasn't don't find like sex humor funny. It's not. It's it's nowhere near as like bad as some things can be. Like it's all like innuendo. Apart from the choking, that's just, that's just full on. But it, it's, it's, I don't know, It's. I don't, it, there's something about it that I really like. I just, the gameplay's got, and I'm laughing at the dialogue and stuff because it's, it's just stupid. But I think if you, if you if you, want a little bit of a 2D kick, it's not difficult either, that's the thing, because a lot of these type of games make them difficult, don't they? This is not hard. Yeah. This is not hard. It's about, it? it's about 10 hours is long. It-
2: He's saying that one of the negative reviews on it. I'm just going to read the, read a, ch- a couple of bits of this out because it's fucking funny. Come uh, not not recommend. He's got six hours on record, and this was posted on Christmas Day last year. Um, he says it's too fucking hard. What? It <laughs> requires grinding the same level over and over again to get the gold, to get the upgrades, to stay alive long enough to learn the patterns for the bosses. Does it? Fall? It's an anime, It's an anime version of Mega Man, except Mega Man is good. Mega Man's incredibly anime.
0: Yeah, of course it fucking is. Of course it is. But, yeah, he, he, he plays a little bit. I can see the, the Mega Man parallels. It's nowhere near as difficult as Mega Man. <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> it's such a silly game. I know it sounds game. stupid from a guy coming from and saying, I've just platinum, Elden ring, and everyone's saying it's the hardest game ever. I'm not even saying that. I'm not, I'm not saying it's easy because I'm in fucking elite game war. I'm saying it's just easier. The checkpoints are really good. You die, you go straight back to, you know what I mean? It's fucking hard. It's not hard. It's just nice. It's just fun. And... Like I said, we, we were joking about it on The Biggies. We were like, oh, Aloy, she's not got like, big enough tits and stuff like that. That's what this game's doing. They're saying, oh, Mia's not got big enough tits. She can't, she can't be married to Fernando. And Fernando's like, I don't give a fuck about her tits. I love her. And they're like, come here, give me a kiss, Fernando, these demon girls. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It's just, I, I, I really like it. It's it's just fun. I don't I mean, know. It, it's right it's like a good street, metac- it's- Metacritic score or anything like that. I don't care. It's a five. Well, it didn't cost me a fiver, but. It's just good, man. Get it played. Get it played. It's on Switch now. That's why. It's, that's why it's just. It's been on Steam a while, but yeah, it's it's, it's definitely right on my sleeve. Oh yeah, Wife Quest. Get it <laughs> played. It's better than Celeste. I'm joking. It's not. I'm joking. I am joking. But yeah,
2: that's... you don't want the Celeste stands coming to knock you out. Oh,
0: I, I, I love Celeste.
2: Yeah, it's just, we'll throw strawberries at you. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's just, it's just really good. Really fun, really fun 16-bit and all that. Nice bit of choking. Everyone likes to be choked. Anyway, let's move on to <laughs> the main topic. I believe it's a Stig episode. It's a Stig episode, guys. Everyone loves a Stig episode. It is. It away, it's my
3: choice this week, and we are going to be talking about a person's assistant or close associate, especially one who has less authority than that person. We are, of course, talking about sidekicks. We're going to discuss our favorite sidekicks and our least favorite sidekicks. And as with these episodes, it's my choice. I will go first. I will go with one of my favorite sidekicks. And that is Samwise Gamgee. Why is Samwise Gamgee an amazing sidekick? Because he is... (laughs) There it is. I was waiting for someone to do West Country. (laughs) (laughs) Because he is the hero. Isn't he? When it it all, when, when all is. is said and done, that man is the reason why you save Middle Earth. Middle Earth wins without Sam. It, the man, elves, dwarves, everyone falls under Saruman. They they, they lose without him. Uh, he is there every step of the way to help Frodo to push him on to literally carry him when he needs it. And
0: now you're going, you're going off the films here. Aren't I'm you? going
3: off the films. I've never read the books. In, so the, in the books, it's slightly different and we're going to go with the films the, the, this is this is the so film the not so much of
0: an addict in the books because that's um, what he's in the films
3: <laughs> but yeah if you want loyalty um is there any is there any sidekick that's as loyal as sam in the in those films, can can he's you think there, of mate. another he's one? There. He's up there. My original choice for this originally was going to be Chewbacca, and Chewbacca's loyal. It's as loyal as it comes when it comes to to Han in Star Wars uh, saga. But then I j- that kind of led me on to wanting to talk about Sam because The thing with
0: Chewbacca is we don't know if he's if he's got problematic language. We don't know if he's an horrible <laughs> bastard. <laughs> might be. be.
3: We yeah. don't speak uh, Wookiee. Do we? No, but that's a fun it thing about Chewbacca is you don't actually know what he says. You just kind of <laughs> got you just kind of go have to go with what Han's reactions. Yeah, like so an empire was like,
0: okay, Chewie. Yeah, he might have been like, "Fuck, these fucking novens."
3: <laughs> yeah, that Full on racism. Yeah, he could full, full on ranges. racism. all <laughs> the I time. I hate
0: humans.
3: <laughs> could have been an horrible bastard. But yeah, Sam is. He goes along with uh, Frodo's quest. Um, you know, he, to, to the point where he makes a point of even saying, "This is the furthest I've ever been out of the Shire." Like oh, That's one of
0: my favorite bits on the first yeah,
3: film. Like he, he will, he's willing to just sacrifice everything. All he wants really is to live a life with Rose and nothing else. And yet his loyalty, and friendship to Frodo, he, he's willing to go on on this journey with him to help along, help him along. And he's just his gardener. Yeah, <laughs> and to the point where end of the first film, he's willing to literally risk his life to swim to him to help him. Uh, Frodo's yeah. telling him to go back and he's like, nope, I will not go back. I'll, you know, he, he to, again, he nearly kills himself trying to make sure that I'm going with you and I'm with you every step of the way. Every time there's a roadblock in there uh, when Gollum turns up and t- tries to obviously turn Frodo against him, he has that one moment where he turns back and then obviously realizes what Gollum's done. And he's like, nah, fuck this. I'm, I'm heading back there. I've got to help, you know, I've got to help Frodo out on this. And yeah, without without Sam, Frodo is probably killed multiple times. <laughs> I, um, is yeah, so he he's the one that rescues Frodo from Shelob. Yep, yep. He's the one that rescues that carries Frodo into Mount Doom. I can't carry the ring, but I will carry you. Yep. And, oh. Yeah, I, and yeah, and. It's just that support that Frodo needs. Without him, Frodo fails this mission. In the films, like Sam is
0: literally completing the mission. He doesn't know Frodo's still alive when the Shelob bit.
3: He's no, going he to complete the mission. That's think, how
0: much he cares about saving the world.
3: Exactly. He thinks. I think he thinks at that point that he's dead potentially. Yeah. 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 He's just going to take the ring and do the do the job. Yeah. And obviously, Frodo takes that the wrong way. But that's course he does yeah but that's he's not what he's dead. doing he, he he's there and he's thinking i've got i've going to complete frodo's mission i'm yeah. going to complete this And exactly he's just an all-around great person really isn't i don't he? think i don't
0: think as well i don't think sam would have ever been tempted by that ring i think he's, he's mm. got a stronger mind than frodo
3: yeah pure pure of heart, he heart
0: yes yeah. i he's, reckon he'd have done that on all on
3: his own <laughs> yeah he is pure isn't he he's yeah. one of the purest he could he could uh, wield non-near Hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. He is worthy. I yeah. reckon he
0: could. I reckon he could.
3: But yeah, I just, I just love the character. I think he is the perfect. Um, I mean, if it, you might not even see him as a sidekick. I think he is. He, he's kind of. Frodo is seen as the main character, and Sam is there by his side the whole time. The,
0: in in the books, it's especially I know <laughs> in the books it, it's mainly because Frodo's like fifty nine or sixty or something in the books, and Sam's a yeah. lot younger. Like. Only just become an adult in Hobbit was like thirty, which is what they consider. And he is more of a sidekick character. But I think in Peter Jackson's vision, he has elevated Sam from a from a bit of a. Especially the first two films, he's a sidekick, and then that third one, it's that like the arc, His arc is better than Frodo's, in my opinion.
2: He's practically dragging Fro- Frodo yeah. up to the mountain mm-hmm. because Frodo's so weak from the ring.
0: Yeah. I, I think Peter Jackson does it better than Tolkien did it. I know that's a strong stance to have, but I have I anyway. kind of been
3: like looking into things now. So I did read somewhere I said that Sam gets a hero's arc in the book, which is cut yeah. out from the film. But I yeah, think that the way that Peter Jackson obviously does it in the film is that Sam is you do see you do see a hero's arc for him, don't you? You just see him as yeah. the kind of lovable, goofy, bumbling friend to the person who literally carries. Frodo Jackson and the ring on his back, a lot the side of a Tolkien volcano. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> it's it's
2: so fucking. I,
0: I think obviously you can't. You, you, it'd be, you, you can't not discuss Sean Astin. You know what I mean?
2: Oh, his performance is perfect. Yeah. That's
0: his best role. That's his, his best role. That's what he's known for. He's done many many more, more things since then, but fuck.
2: Yeah, I didn't actually, even
0: hasn't know. He? I didn't know he wasn't English. <laughs> I didn't know that when yeah. I first saw him. Uh, first like, time i seen him speak with an
2: American accent, I was like, whoa. Yeah. I know
0: no, I know I'd was seen goonies, him I didn't goonies, know that was him. I didn't know that was him.
3: He's in the Lost Boys as well, isn't he?
0: Yes, yes. I, di- I didn't know it's that like, was him, though. No, he's not in the Lost Boys. That's Kari Feldman or something like that.
3: I thought he was as well. Probably
0: be wrong. Probably am. He might be, but yeah, I, di- I didn't know that was him from Goonies. I'd not put mm. two and two together. I mean, this is what, 2000? <laughs> I didn't know this shit. Whenever it came out. But yeah, I think I think Sean Astin's. He's went like, because I I read Lord of the Rings before I've seen the book before before I watched the film. I read that, but when the film came out, I was like, "That's a really fucking good Sam." That's a really. Good. I think Frodo was terribly miscast in them films, but it is what it is. Um, is I think that it's um, too young. I, but
3: I think that it's fine with what they. It's did. absolutely
0: fine. It's a, of course, it's fine. Yeah, it's got, that's just yeah. a nitpick.
3: Oh no, it's not, it's not too It's, it's not Too young, in my opinion. Mm. He's in toy soldiers. <laughs> Is he the stepdad? Oh no, completely different film. Not even that. Yeah. Not even that toy soldiers. Anyway, a small Soldiers. I think a small Soldiers, Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because he didn't do really anything, did he? And then all of a sudden, like the Lord of the Rings, just kind of brought him back into the limelight. And he's yeah, uh, so
0: he's so good. at He's the one when he's on screen, you're glued to Sam. Even at, like, the uh, the Rivendell, uh, the, the, uh, when the Fellowship's forming, you're just looking at Sam and he's like this. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> I love Sam.
3: He's got such good energy. Yeah. He just, he just to start with, he's kind of, especially when he gets there, he kind of seems to be just happy to be there and part of it, doesn't he? And, mm. and uh, yeah.
0: You've seen the extended version when he gets the light of Galadriel and he's like... And no, no, not the light. He gets the rope, doesn't he? He gets the rope. He does. And he's like, just... just just is that all I'm getting? <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> Everyone else has got daggers and the lightless and the light of the gladiol and stuff like that. it's like it's just got a fucking rope. <laughs> it's good rope. Saves the day. It comes
3: in useful. It fucking does. Yeah, Sam is my first pick. One of my favorite uh, sidekicks. Um, <coughs> a true kind of hero of the story and a, an amazing character. So we'll go gadget. Who is your favorite sidekick?
2: So my favourite sidekick... Um, strap in, we're talking Dark Souls here, yeah, because I want to talk about Solera of Astora.
0: Oh, if only I could
2: be so grossly
0: incandescent.
2: Yeah, so, <laughs> so Solera of Astora is an a NPC that you meet, depending on how good you are. You know, it, it, you, you can meet him within the first hour of the game. If you're biggie, you met him about 16 weeks into the game. Um, oh, I'm a multiplayer. <laughs> yeah, you, you meet him basically after the second boss of the game. Uh, and he's... He, you you have this moment where, so the second boss of the game is the Taurus demon and for a lot of beginners it's a pretty hairy fight because it's a gimmicky
0: it's this, boss that you don't realize isn't it?
2: yeah it's a gimmicky boss but it's this big kind of uh, bull demon thing who's carrying a massive mace and you fight him on a very narrow battlement and it's very intimidating unless you know the trick to beating him mm-hmm. um but when you do beat him and it um and you kind of walk down the walk down to the next area you get to the edge of this bridge and you just see there's this kind of like spot off the side like an observation place and Solera is just standing there, staring at the sun. It's
0: deliberately lit well as well, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it, it's one of the brightest parts of the game. Yeah. Uh, and you walk down there and you just start talking to him. And he is the jolliest fellow who is... who. All he wants in in life is his own son. Yeah. S-U-N, not S-O-N. Yeah, yeah. He's not a dad. Yes. He's, he's, look, he's looking up at the sun and, and he and he says that line, oh, if only I could be so grossly incandescent. Love it. I've seen that, um, that tattoo on somebody's back. Yeah, I mean I, I went that I, close.
0: I mean they showed me excellent.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm te- I'm tempted if I ever do end up getting a tattoo is to get a Soler one because yeah. he's just he's the best boy.
0: The Astar the, um, the Astara sons brilliant as well.
2: So yeah. Cool. So Soler appears throughout the game multiple times and he is a you, you get him as an NPC summon. So if you're struggling with the game you can bring in, bring him in to help you with a boss fight. And he appears around boss fights that are known roadblocks. So First time you get him is the Gargoyles. Then you get him for Ornstein and Smo. Um, then you get him... Where do you get him the next time? Is Centipede Demon you get Demon him for? Centipede Demon.
0: And then you get him outside the end. Yeah, I, you think get him at, you get I think him he'd at not terrible, met him
3: then when he came up against... He met him, Arcee but he just completely didn't, didn't ignore him. So did, yeah. it, did it summon him to help him didn't that summon him? Didn't
2: summon him. No. Which <laughs> is why people were him telling him
0: weeks to get through
3: it. <laughs>
0: Big E. Yeah, it's
2: almost <laughs> as if
0: you're supposed to get Soler for that fight. Yeah, in my opinion, because he's um, such a tanky clericy type. Well, it's not really a cleric, is he's more of a uh, incantate. What do they call it? On that um, faith, faith.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's he's a faith build because he faith casts tank. holy lightning. Yeah, faith tank. Um, and you know he, he is just so jolly and so lovely, and his plotline is so fucking sad. It's heartbreaking. When you can break, when you whenever you encounter him, you you, you meet him in um. In Anor Londo before the ornstein Smo fight, mm-hmm. and he's he's hit, almost hitting on you. Oh, are you staring at me? He wants to oh, fuck I'm sorry, you. I wasn't thinking of that. Yeah, he wants to fuck you so hard. <laughs> does. Um, does? Or rather, I think he wants to be fucked. Yeah. He, he's a power bottom. If there were 100 power bottom, one. <laughs> there's no two ways about it.
0: Yeah, definitely power bottom. He's probably a, a, but, bit, a yeah. bit of a twink under that armor as well.
2: But some of it comes into the way the writing comes in for Soler, um because like, I've got some of his quotes here from uh, from the wiki, um, and Barrett, he says that he says this particular line with just the the most lovely joy in his voice. Now that I am undead, I've come to this great land, the birthplace of Lord Gwyn, to seek my very own son. Um, the way I see it our fates appear to be intertwined so what do you say why not help one another on this lonely journey
0: um,
2: if, if you want
0: um, you can wank me off <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's that. what he means <laughs> try, oh, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to find the, the jolly cooperation line because we can it's engage not like, he does in jolly refer- cooperation yeah, yeah, engage in jo- in jolly cooperation is is his way of putting it and it's become such a meme in the Souls community. You can buy t-shirts with jolly cooperation written on there. I mean, we're talking a-
0: about him being a power bottom, but there is uh there's, there's a community um of um LGBTQ Souls community where he is like the gay icon because oh, I mean, yeah. he
2: is an icon. <laughs> he,
0: is, he is the gay icon of the Souls series like he's, he, he appears in some aspect of all the games, doesn't he in in a, in, a, in a reference at least.
2: Yeah, there's there's usually reference like in Dark Souls two, you can get the the, uh, the Astora Knight armor. Yeah. Um, in Dark Souls three, I think you find his helmet somewhere. or is, is yeah. His helmet is like lying on the ground somewhere. Yeah, helmet, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sunlight um, spear, sunlight spear, and like the, yeah, like He's his got spells and elven ring
0: covenant, hasn't it?
2: Yeah, and sunbros. Yeah, the sunbros uh, and. It, it's one of those things. I think it's because it's such a dark and depressing game. Having the, the idea of like these warriors of sunlight being the good guys, yes, or at least yes. the guys that come in to help you, it's just so uplifting, and he as a character is uplifting. So I, it's stretching it to call him a sidekick, but like, whenever I do play through Dark Souls, like, I don't need the NPC summons to play no. through Dark Souls, but I always summon him. I always do his story because he's a lovely boy, and I always do my best to save him and get him in for the Gwyn fight at the end. How are you getting for Gaping Dragon as well, I believe? Yes, you can, that's the other one I was missing. Gave and dragon, you can get him.
0: Genius.
4: Full.
2: Um but yeah, and his quest is so worth doing because if you don't fulfil his quest, um oh. he, he he doesn't find his sunlight and he goes mad and he tries to kill you. And it's ah. very, very sad. <laughs> but
0: as Vartividja will have you believe, that is the good ending because he finds the sunlight maggot.
2: Yeah, yeah, he he does, but it drives him insane. It drives him insane. <laughs> so report you sow and all that. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, but yeah, Solera Vastora, he's a, he's a bro, he's a sun bro. I love him, I love I him. Praise the sun, everybody. I only <laughs> literally know, I know of him because of memes. Yeah, He's yeah.
3: such a meme. He's a great dancer as well. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, awesome. Uh, Candy, what about you? Who's your favourite?
1: Sorry, I had to get a fly. Um, so, my best sidekick, I'm going with Silent Bob. Um... Probably doesn't need much of an introduction, but I will anyway. So, Silent Bob's the best friend to Jay in the duo. Jay and Silent Bob and arguably the brains of the operation, although that's probably not saying too much. Um, no. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if you've lived through the 90s, um Jay and Silent Bob are recurring characters within Kevin Smith's films. the uh or certainly his view of films and um they were introducing his first film, Clerks or Clerks. Um as the drug I think dealers they that say
0: clerks, of- don't they?
1: Clerks. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: I guess is I guess clerks is law. Um not- but they're the two drug dealers that hang around outside the quick stop. Um because of his name, Silent Bob communicates with uh, very few words and often uses gestures and uh nods to kind of make his point. Although usually sort of once in a film he has this kind of uh, little monologue which um, yeah. he, in which he gets to say sort of everything he wants to and it usually results in him sort of saving the day with his words. Um, but yeah, other than that... that he, just,
0: he, he, does the, he does the Shakespeare trope where the buffoon um, yep. doesn't say much and at the, the very end in the last act, boom. Saves the day. That's proper old school shit. Apart from
3: Dogma, up. where he just does uh, Indiana Jones yeah. reference, throws no, us off the t- <laughs> throws <laughs> off the train.
2: And and I mean, my favourite Silent Bob quote does have to be the sign
1: on the back <laughs> of the
2: car says "Critters of Hollywood, you dumb
1: fuck." That's the thing. By the time he actually comes around to speaking, he's so just exasperated with all the bullshittery that's gone around, gone on around. Around him, he just. Precisely can't with J as well.
2: Oh yeah, it's usually his annoying as J. Oh,
1: absolutely. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. It's um, it's, it's, it's a well-known fact, obviously, that Silent Bob's actually played by Kevin Smith, and um, one of the reasons I chose him as best sidekick um, is because Kevin Smith is the actual best sidekick to Jay in real life, I think. Um, oh,
0: I saved his life,
1: man. Absolutely. If it weren't for his support, he would probably have just succumbed to his struggles with addiction and all sorts. Like, he's he's really struggled for a long time, and if it weren't for him fighting his corner, I don't think he'd be with us anymore. Um, Isn't he,
0: like, 15 years sober now?
1: I think so, yeah. I think he's been That's doing pretty well, really? yeah. He's... um Yeah, he's... The no,
0: thing is, he's had no slips. That's like...
1: Yeah yeah
0: i don't know how you do that i don't know how you
2: do that
1: shit they were actually sort of childhood friends as well um actually mm-hmm. there, there's parts of the um the first film where jay was so sort of self-conscious to act like he didn't have any acting experience i think i don't think many of he the actors just to Clark be himself did. basically and he j- apparently struggled to even do that <laughs> so when he was told to act as himself he's like well how how do i act so you basically cleared off the rest of the um, rest of the film crew, and they had to film a bunch yeah. of scenes just him and Kevin Smith um, yeah. by themselves in the middle of the night. And um, I think um,
3: Silent Bob comes about from the fact that uh, Jay just talks and talks and talks, and the idea is that he just can't get a word in. Eventually, just, no, this, the, the character they, kind of just gives up and thinks, "I just can't be bothered." I mean, that works. for so, yeah. well, the
0: narrative, but the, the secret is that because Kevin Smith was directing it. And also all the film, photography. He didn't want a script to learn. Mm. Like Dante from Clerks is Kevin Smith. Mm. That's who he's supposed to be. Do you know what I mean? Because he worked in that shop and stuff like that. But he was like, "I'll be in this film, but I ain't saying shit." <laughs> <'Cause laughs> I directed. Yeah, I always trip. just
3: thought that the idea was that these two were friends, but one of them never shuts up, so the other one just thought it's from the old. It's from oh, the what's, old. I, what's the <laughs> point?
0: <laughs> I don't know. It might is it Abbott and Costello or something like. That? It's from the old old school fifties. where one of them uh, Laurel and Hardy type thing isn't it where one of them talks and one of them doesn't mm. or one of them falls over all the time and one of them doesn't that kind of C3PO R2D2 that kind of you know what I mean he's a big Star Wars fan as well so it's yeah I was going to say
1: cl- I find it hard it to cl- believe that that was the situation in real life because if you ever hear Kevin Smith he shut talk up. does not <laughs> shut up <laughs> <laughs> at all ever <laughs> <laughs> he is the king mm. of the podcast as well um, mm. God I can't imagine what it, it would was. be like hanging out with those two in real life because they're both I think they're I mean, maybe even Jay is a little bit on the quiet side.
0: Have you not seen him on Twitch?
1: Not that much. Not in a while. He doesn't he... play
0: games that we all like, but <laughs> <laughs> he's he's quite um, animated. Oh, he's that a Fortnite boy, isn't that he? That man's riddled in ADD. He's oh riddled. yeah,
1: <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, actually, when it came to filming uh, Mallrats, they the the production company basically they didn't want Jay. They wanted to replace him with uh, like James Vanderbeek or someone. Um, <laughs> James Van <Vandenbeek. laughs> Popular night He actually turned so...
0: up in the Strikes Back, didn't he? he did, oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, he, he played Jay in Strikes
1: Back. He did. Yeah, he did. Yep. You're right. Um, but funny. yeah, Kevin was like, I'm, I'm not doing it without Jay. Um,
0: yeah. Did yeah, Stanley say he's one of his? Didn't I think? I think there's a quote that Stan Lee said. Oh yeah, J- Jason Mewes is one of the greatest actors of our generation. It's like what?
4: Oh, <laughs> Stan Stanley's nice. so
0: cute and kind that. I bet. I bet it was just his 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 like attitude. He's just like so energetic and so I bet. bet Stanley was just like fucking hell. This guy's a tornado. You know what I mean? Oh, Must he's just so got, cool.
1: He just just has, had had such granddad energy as well. He's just saying anything just to be nice. That was the first
0: Stanley cameo in Mallrats, wasn't it? Ever. And I think was, the yeah. last
1: cameo that he had, the last um, cameo that Stanley had in a Marvel film, he was rehearsing his lines or reading Mallrats or something, wasn't he? Not
0: quite. Not quite. But yes,
3: <laughs> kind of. <laughs> kind of.
1: Kind yeah, it's something along those lines, I can't remember, well, yeah, yeah I can't
3: In one of them, really. yeah, he's reading the script to, to it. More than that. Yeah.
1: It's yeah. not the
0: last one, but yeah, I think it was the last one he filmed.
1: Oh, okay. I know, Got Chronolo- I know, I know it was one of the, the sort of one. latter ones.
0: Yeah, they didn't tell Kevin Smith even, he's like,
1: what? Oh, <laughs> Massive I
0: bet he cried at imagine, that. Be, imagine being in the cinema for that. <sighs> That's huge. Oh, but,
1: um, yeah, so he gets the best sidekick award for uh, being the best sidekick in real life. Actually, like, before I move on... Um, I, I saw one of Kevin Post, Kevin Smith's posts recently, within the last couple of weeks, and um he goes on these um hikes around LA to lose weight and everything. Um he really
0: well now though, doesn't it, that man?
1: Yeah, he does. It's just yeah. unstoppable. Like
0: half of it, half of the man he used to be.
1: Probably still less still wears
3: same. the same clothes that he had though. Yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a jersey. Yeah. But like he just wears he just still wears the clothes he had when he was bigger. Yeah, it makes him look <laughs> even smaller. <laughs> That's but
1: um, yeah apparently he would um, he was going on a hike at night and he was too scared to go out by himself because um, it was sort of Aww. after dark in LA you don't really want to be doing that <laughs> no. um, and he phoned uh, Jason Muse saying, you know can you come walking with me and he did but can you imagine if you were just out walking around LA at night and you just too. saw Jay and
0: Silent Bob walking around night, like... night, night. <laughs> I can weed, just imagine one of those like...
1: <laughs> I can imagine one of those double take moments you know when you look back at what you're drinking you're like what <laughs> Jay and Silent Bob <laughs> <laughs>
0: Isn't I think Clerks Three's out? It's out this year, isn't it?
1: It's got to be soon. Because he filmed it. I know people it. have
0: seen it, haven't they? People have seen it.
1: I don't know, but I know he filmed it about a year ago and he tends to film things in about six He usually sort of, two, takes it weeks, to like Cannes Film
0: Festival, doesn't he? First, it's one of his big traditions. It's
3: down as sure. out this year, just since yeah. 2022.
0: Um, I really like Clerks 2 as well. A lot of people didn't. Uh, May. Like apparently. like the dance
1: scene.
3: May. Oh,
0: mm. they you go.
1: Ooh, that'll be fun. So yeah, Silent Bob.
3: Oh, I do you love a bit of Silent Bob. Uh, Oodles, who is your favourite? I don't know if you're going to allow
0: this because it's not its not fake. <laughs> it's a real person. Are we allowing this? But I'm doing it anyway. Um, do you know who Tenzig Norgay is? Um, nope. Do you know who Sir Edmund Hillary is? Yes. So Sir Edmund Hillary inspired many, many media explorers from Indiana Jones to Nathan Drake. So the first man recorded to uh, climb Everest and survive. He wasn't alone, was he? No,
3: I I do not. I have heard the name before. I just looked it up. He
0: had his sidekick, um, Sherpa Tenzing. So um, a lot of people don't talk about him a lot, but um, I studied him at school and I've I've always been obsessed. So Hillary would have never reached the summit of Mount Everest without Norgate at all. So he was born get ready for this pronunciation Namgal Wangdi Nepali <laughs> that's his name nailed, nailed it. it didn't I? nailed it nailed it so he was, it. He, he was a, he was a a, a a Nepali Indian um basically tour guide um uh, Hillary went on to great fame and fortune as well know, sir I Edmund mean, he was from New Zealand as well um he endorsed things like Sears and he, he just got massive didn't he everyone's heard it Hillary, and he's inspired a lot of people. But as unknown sidekicks go, I think Sherpa t- t- tinzing is—it's a—he's fu- a fucking hero. So among whispers in the communities and the people that talk about in historians, they reckon that Sherpa t- tinzing went up there at least three times before Edmund Hillary did <laughs> to like yeah, ma- you, 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 pe- to pe- map
2: pe- the, the course. Yeah, people say Edmund Hillary was the first recorded person up there. No, he was the first white person. Mm. <laughs> and that's exactly that's, that's exactly what it was. Because ne- the Sherpas of Nepal yeah. were already in place when people started going up there. <laughs> yeah. They've clearly ran up and down that thing yep. repeatedly,
0: like it was a sport. And <laughs> yeah. and apparently within within his tribe and within his village and stuff, Tinzing was the best, the number one. He could do it in a few days and stuff on his own. He was he was the absolute king of mountaineering. And the the fact of the matter is. Today, people still use his traditional mountaineering tactics. People that have have got K2 and other mountains, Kilimanjaro and all that, they still use the kind of tactics he used then. Even though we've got modern equipment and stuff like that, you still can't beat testing a rock a few times, you know, with a hammer and stuff like that. These These classic tactics. And, like... The thing, the the National Adventure Award—that's what it used to be called before this—and now since then, they've now named it the Tenzing Norgay National Adventure Award. That's how much, but this is only this is what bothers me the most about him. This has only happened in the last like ten years, because yeah, we've only yeah. just we've only just started accepting people of color as these these great, and that's that's what breaks my heart the most because. Like, these photos of him, he's always fucking smiling. He's always having a great time. And apparently, he had the most wicked sense of humour. Like, Sir Manillo, he used to say, like, he used to fucking fart and stuff. And he used to just be a, an absolute <laughs> lad, a <laughs> lad on the mountain. And, uh, yeah, I just I just really admire him. And I, I read I read a book about him about two, three years ago as well. And, like, there was there's one bit that is not – I mean, scholars are probably going to come at me because I know scholars listen to this. But there's rumors that, like, as Hillary was up there, halfway up, because it took him ages to get up there, asleep in a tent or whatever. Like, Tenzing would, would go down back to the village to see his wife, and come back <laughs> up and stuff like. That. Like it's fucking nothing, and it it reminds me of like, um, is it Cato from uh, is it Green Hornet? Um, yeah. <laughs> like, like, everyone forgets that he's the actual mastermind <laughs> he's the one that's really <laughs> good and does everything and i'm just so glad that nowadays like we can revere these these kind of people like the the, the name sherpa didn't start until sherpa mm. tenzing that that's where it came from
3: it's nice that they're and, not forgotten
0: yeah he's proper nice that they're not forgotten and there's a shrine on him and like say on the what and i just i feel like he was the first like pure sidekick you know what I mean? Because he inspired a lot of sidekicks as well. You watch, you watch these explorer things. You know what I mean? It's it's same with like Uncharted and stuff. Remember Uncharted two when he he um he befriends the Sherpa Nathan yeah. Drake and and it's a big deal about it. And Inanna Jones apparently short rounds really um inspired by Sherpas and and just a lot of short stuff. round really racist. Yeah, really racist. Now, but they tried. <laughs> <laughs> they fucking tried. The tried. Didn't they? <laughs> It's it's nice to see it, not not the racism, but yeah. I just I, <laughs> I just think I just think I think like the, the the actual term sidekick and stuff like that. I don't I don't know where it stems from, but when I as soon as like we're doing sidekicks, it just cause obviously I studied it. It's one of the things I studied. To me, it just stuck out. I'm like, yeah, I know it's not, it's not, uh, it's not not real because it, it did happen. It's it's not fictional, but. I think you can't talk about it. Talk about psychics, we are bringing him up because the more ears and eyes for the Sherpas and stuff like that, I think that it's better. It's better for humanity, isn't it? So that's me being deep. <laughs>
3: being deep. Definitely. Deep. I was thinking outside the box there, Edels. More, mm. more so than us, mm. anyway. It's not. It's just when I come psychic, it's just fictional characters. Robin from about.
0: Batman. Yeah,
3: just <laughs> something like that. So Oh, uh, excellent. No, great choice. Well done.
0: Look him up though, if you if listeners have never heard of him and stuff like, because yeah, people don't. Uh, everyone uh, everyone's heard of Sir Edmund Hillary, but look him up. Look <laughs> him up seriously. Interesting.
3: Well, right, we're going to move now onto our least favourite, and I'm just going to um, I don't have a lot to say in this twat, but I'm just going <laughs> to uh, play you a little soundtrack just so you, people know. Hopefully, this comes through, Gadget. I apologise if it messes the recording up, but. Are the ones on tools?
4: Oh, Can you hear no. that?
3: Can you hear that horrible little annoying, awful, awful voice from Snarf from Thundercats?
0: I fucking hate Snarf.
3: Awful little annoying creature. You have all these cool as fuck Thundercats in this team. Uh, sexy, yeah, they're sexy. They're built. They're, <laughs> they're you know, they're, they're just like. They're, I'm they're glad you admitted it. The proper, awesome. yeah, but you know they are drawn like that, are they? They're, they're kind they're of sexy, man. They are sexy. They're meant to
2: be drawn like that. Was it? Was it? Wasn't Chitara Biggie's uh, sexual awakening? Yeah, yeah. Band? And yeah, <laughs> you know was mine. And who
3: is this? Just really annoying, um, awful character. Um, it's not even evolved like the rest of no, them. No, he's. I was
2: going to say he's a cat. That's a pet of cats.
3: But he, exactly. But he's meant it's to like be like your dog having a pet dog. He's <laughs> meant to belong to an intelligent race of creatures. He can barely speak. Like he didn't. It, like his Snarf isn't even, even his real name. So not yeah. only did he change it, his real name is Osbert, and he chose yeah. the moniker Snarf. <laughs> so not only did he ch- is he annoying, but he chose he chose to have a really annoying name, which he talks and repeats all the time. That, <laughs> Snarf. It's same Snarf. as
0: Gollum. It's same as Gollum, isn't it? That's yeah. Gollum's not his name. He just does whatever
3: but He it, does that. Basically, a snap. Horrible sound effects, clumsy nature throughout the series. He's like Jar Jar Binks. He's, he's, he's I reckon that he's, he's like up there with Jar Jar. What uh, Lucas looked at and go, oh yeah, I'm going to make a character kids like fucking Snarf. Yeah, because kids love Snarf. Kids love Orko from He Man. Yeah. The difference yeah, is <laughs> the difference is Orko obviously has magical powers. So at least he's useful. Use, he's useful, and he's, Orko is so much. Uh, represented in the new He-Man series, He Man series, in the is, new Masters of the Universe so, series, so much better than he ever was before. And but yeah. yeah, he's he's meant to be a protector of Lion, though, isn't he? But he, yeah, he's just comic relief, but really. Shit. Um, I remember I've got an anecdote of Snaf, so
0: I loved I loved uh Thundercats as a kid, and I had all the toys and stuff like that. And one Christmas, I was like, I need a new Thundercat toy, and I'm directing my mum to this new um, um. Lionel, the new one with the uh, sight beyond sight. You press the back of him and he said it. You know what I mean? He did, he did, yeah. Whatever. It what, it what was it? The Eye of fucking somewhere or other. I can't remember. <laughs> whatever he did. I preferred E-Man, to be honest. But yeah, he did that. And Christmas Day opening up. <clears throat> what was it? It was a fucking six inch snarf. What am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> you could twist his tail around. That were it. Did it go? Snarf, oh shit! Snarf. And, I, and he had to be like, you know, no, no that thing, that that fault, like Stig doesn't do it, but I did back then. It was like, oh yeah, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Bro, I fucking hated it. I fucking hated it. I'm like, oh god, fuck snarf. If I think I put him in the um, the technodrome. Just to hide him in there that I had from turtles. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> he lives with Krang now. <laughs> why did Why did they do like characters like that? Why did they have to have like these like weird, oh. cowardly, annoying voiced
0: <laughs> creatures like that? I think it stems from anime from the old seventies, um, eighties anime. Because a lot of these um, shows were um, hand drawn and stuff in Japan and Asia and stuff like that, and they always had the shitty little. Side character that they could sell dolls about, didn't they? Everything supposed one. to be
2: intended as, a, as like a comedy thing as well. Ooh, supposed to be, like Snarf is supposed to be the comic relief, and he just fails at every possible juncture. Yeah, exactly. Funny. It's like if he's going to be a comic relief, make them funny. Make them like did you not see the, just
0: um,
3: awful creatures and he's on, on screen. It's just like, oh, why? Like, again, did like you I see said, the really sorry. dark
0: remake of Thundercats? The really dark remake of Thundercats.
3: Yeah. No, you know what they
0: did with Snarf? Uh, kill him? They didn't put him in it. It's
2: <laughs> the best remake. Yeah, there they you go. put it in it. Like that's it's what so good. again. That's what with Orko and the new one. Did they put him into. Didn't they put him into Thundercats? go? Yeah. Yeah, but, but that's
3: that. That that's worth it. It's, it's, isn't it's the, t- isn't t- that t- Thundercats like the other, the new one like proper? It's like Teen Titans. Girl. Teen Titans style. Yeah. 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 yeah like that's funny. That, the best way to go with characters like that is just kind of like what they did with Orko. If you're going to make, do like a remake, is yeah, he is still kind of annoying in a way but he he serves a purpose and he actually you know he's not just stupid comic relief um there, there was some um
0: backlash from the creator of, the I forgot, I forgot his name and because there were a panel and someone was saying it it's uh, some young chaps going up it's really good that you've got representation of like um people with mental illness and stuff with snarf and the creator <laughs> the create not seriously the creator could have turned around and gone yeah that's what i did he went I didn't. He's just really annoyed. He's just a little <laughs> shit character. He could, he could have bit and gone. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. He's underdeveloped. Taking so, the free, the free brony points. Yeah, but no, no, he's just crap, in it, it? Yeah,
3: <laughs> he's just fucked so it. crap. Like I said, like, he is a snarf, and he calls himself he's snarf. A fucking snarf. Yeah. And there's other characters called like snaffer and things like that. And it's like it doesn't. he's just shit yeah and annoying fucking garbage honestly garbage. I don't really have loads to say about him other than I think he's fucking wank and just <laughs> he, he's genuinely one of the worst from the 80s genuinely yeah. like
0: <sighs> imagine yeah. if
1: everyone named themselves out of uh, noises that they regularly make I'd be called cough I'd be called <laughs> y- yarp
0: <laughs> yarp <laughs> gadget would be called tune tune <laughs> And stigma with cold. No! No,
4: I don't <laughs> like it!
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck Snaff. Oh, Gadget. Gotcha. Fuck him, he's Who, d- dead. D- who's Gaugan's your least favourite sidekick?
2: Uh, I've, got, I've, got, I've got two, and I'm, I'm debating which one to put into the Patreon section. <laughs> um, because, to be fair, they're both pretty good rants. Uh, I'll tell you what, I will go with the most recent one for this bit. Ooh. So, um, I... I I am going to share a little bit of dialogue from this character. I've ranted about this character on the program before. Oh, dear. um, Because he's fairly recent. In fact, he's a a, a 2021 sidekick. Wow! Uh, So I'm going to share my screen, and I just want you to listen to the voice that this character has. I'm going to. So I share my screen for for everyone on, on the YouTubes, and I shall put the sound clip into the audio version.
3: Thanks. Uh, say, <laughs> where can a feline get some donuts around here? Oh, God. Dough nuts? What are those? Oh, God. What? Don't kid around. This is important. We're talking about the greatest food in the world. Snarf? I'm sorry, <laughs> Sips, but I've never heard of isn't them. Isn't it? It's not like. They're a delectable treat fried in oil.
2: And that's enough of Naviru. Oh, Yes, yeah, so I want to talk about Navaru from Monster Hunter Stories. This is... Monster Hate Hunter Stories already. is a great JRPG. It's a fantastic. It's the best Pokemon yeah. game in, in years. Exactly, yeah. It is, it, it is the best Pokemon game ever made. Um, probably. <laughs> probably. And the problem is that they do this thing which JRPGs are really terrible for, where you have a silent protagonist. Yep. But well, unlike, like, say, like Dragon Quest, where the silent protagonist just kind of protagonist's his way through it and just carries <laughs> a on as bit is. of puff puff now and again. Yeah, they felt the need to give that the character should have a voice. So you get Navaru, who is this little <laughs> feline who follows you and talks with this really annoying New York exit all the time. It sounds like a bad <laughs> Meowth. He's my buddy. <laughs> it's like meow it's, isn't uh, it? Oh, my God, this is a 50-hour game, and this little <laughs> con is running around with you all the time. He never shuts up. He talks over the overworld and it is I, I had to stop playing the game. I got halfway through We should through go back to, to stop, the village. I had to stop playing playing the game. I got halfway through it because I, I couldn't stand never. and there's no way to turn him off. No, yeah, you can't. That's all. They usually let
0: you in these in, in these games. They usually let you turn them off. You, can. yeah.
2: like, like, you turned can't. Like mean, it overturned the totally whole volume Japanese down. in Monster Hunter stories too. Like, I couldn't get even get to a different voice <laughs> actor for. Oh, so bad. So and bad. I I don't mind having like a secondary character off of the silent protagonist dialogue. That's fine. Uh, again, loads of games have done that in the past and it, it's a known thing. I don't mind about that, but they made him so irritating. Even as a character, he takes credit for the work you do. Yeah, he reckons <laughs> like, he caught the egg. Yeah, he he, he, he you, you'll go in, you'll beat the boss, and then like like Navaru will stroll up to whoever gave you the quest. Yeah, we killed the boss for you. It's like no, you did nothing. You <laughs> Fuck fucking hid in the corner. <laughs> I killed the boss <laughs> with me monster. But No, oh god, it 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 drives me mad because the, the thing is, it ruins what is an excellent game. Yeah. Like it is one of the best JRPGs I've played in a long time. In so a, good. and like In the traditional sense of JRPGs, the game has loads of personality. It looks gorgeous. It's got a really wicked sense of humour outside of like the, the, the normal kind of JRPG tropes. There's and the monsters look fashion. better than Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, the monsters look great. There's huge fashion potentials in it. You've got thousands of weapons you can possibly have that look mental and amazing. Yep. And it's all ruined by this little yellow cat. He's worse than the first one. Just Have you played to... the first one? No, I haven't played the first one. I, I, can't, I can't bear it. I, I need to feed him to a rathlon or something like that because he's so annoying. And the thing is, there is no reason for him to be in the game. He just appears in one of the opening cutscenes.
0: He's like, hey, okay, I'm here now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, isn't he trying to steal some eggs or something? And you find him. I can't remember how it is. Yeah. It's just fucking yeah
2: he's, 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 I think he's trying to steal some monster eggs it's and like you, you, say- you, you find him and he's like... You look. You look like you. You could use some help. I'll stick around and show you the ropes. It's like,
0: fuck off. So if you're listening to this you and you are it. a patron and you listen to Scotch Sheep, please request a Naviro character. Scotch <laughs> Sheep a gadget to do. That'll be a nice little treat for me. As You've
2: realised that will backfire on you because I'll make him Treble's best friend.
0: No, <laughs> be a psychic, not a chance. He will kick him into a ravine. But yeah, I mean, Stigveld's already got Oropan, so you know, you need a psychic. I think it's it wild. Like, when, when you say in comparison to, like, let's say Dragon Quest XI, just cause, only because it's the best game ever made, but like, you've got Eric that talks for the hero, and Eric yeah. has the odd accent and stuff like that, but it's nowhere near, and it's not annoying.
1: I mean, it's no, got like, he a talks like a human being. Got like a Greenland <laughs>
0: accent, like a Norse accent type thing, almost, almost like Björk or someone like that. Naviro, just he sounds like Mario in the Mario film. It's like Bob Hoskins. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking crap,
2: and it's, it's so high pitched and grating, oh, it's constantly. Awful.
0: It's not—it's not got the best voice acting anyway in the game. But fuck.
2: Yeah, but at, at least like the other like the the human characters, he's very to stoic. Upon. Like yes, we they're have to, stoic, find, we have and to and find. They're very stoic and they're very calm. This. They're not high pitched weirdos. <laughs> You've
4: never heard of donuts?
2: <laughs> oh god.
4: You know, no, it's, it's
2: it's like it it's like a, they took the voice actor who 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 like auditioned to voice Elmo and then says, <laughs> "No, you're far too annoying for Elmo," <laughs> and problematic, and problematic.
0: Stop groping, people. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> I hear the casting of JRPG down the hall. Why don't you try it there?
0: Yeah. <laughs> you can't touch anyone there. <laughs> <coughs> oh God, we're gonna get I'm gonna get sued by a big Jim Ensign now. Jeez, you are. Christ. <laughs> Coming for me.
3: It, it definitely, that clip you just played then, it just fits perfectly into that Jar Jar Binks snarf kind of just annoying exactly. as yeah, fuck. It's... Go away, just awful kind of. It's yeah,
2: like... the, the, the thing is, at least with Jar Jar Binks, he was always kept as like a side character. Like he would interject in some things, like you never really had the huge amount of dialogue. With, I mean, with Navaru, he has so much dialogue because he is your character's voice. He is literally the get rid of him. <laughs> yeah, and he's interpreting the character's responses when the character can quite easily nod, smile, shake her head, whatever. The character doesn't <laughs>
0: talk in Pokemon. It works. It works.
2: Yeah. Just So yeah, just put Navaru in the bin. It's I funny because a lot of pe- a lot of
0: people say like, oh, um, Navi from okuno Times. Like, all Navi does is, hey, listen! That's nowhere near as annoying. That's nowhere near as annoying.
1: Funny <laughs> you should mention that. <laughs> oh shit.
3: Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> Should, Should we, move next? Shall we move on to candy then?
1: <laughs> so Navi from Ocarina of Time. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I'm so sorry. I'm so God sorry. damn it! Almost like <laughs> planned it. Thank you,
2: Navi. Navi to Navi. Hey, hey, I wonder if there's a link. Oh. Navi
1: Navi. <gasps> hey. So yeah, um, <laughs> two. She, so I'll just give you some background. Everyone probably knows anyway. So she's your fairy <laughs> sidekick in Ocarina of Time. Um, the game actually starts off in her point of view as you meet up with a Link, and she's just there by your side. The whole fucking <laughs> thing. Um, she was actually she's not f- even
0: fit like Tinkerbell. No, can, she's just
1: like a ball of light. <laughs> Can't tell. She might be fit. Who knows? Um, oh, no. She was actually the first character to be voice acted in the series, um, yeah. which was even more annoying because. As you said, she's got the two annoying phrases, Yay. particularly vexatious. Um, it's, can
0: it, you do it, Candy? Do an impression
1: normally on, probably, it. yes, but I got a sore throat, oh. so I won't. Not even not even gonna try. Maybe gadget can put them in. You did a better impression anyway a minute ago when you were <laughs> when you ruined my section. I'm um, so sorry.
3: <laughs> I am the most annoying sidekick ever. This is true. You are.
1: <laughs> so um, <laughs> basically, so the role she ple- the reason she's there. Um, is to kind of act as a bit of a tutorial when you get a new piece of equipment, or steal um, steal you right back on the path, uh, back on the right path. Sorry, when you get lost. Um, but other than that, she just offers nothing in terms of the story. Like for somebody that's supposed to be, you know, this with you for throughout the whole adventure, she just offers nothing, and it's it's hard to explain why she's even there in the first place. I think they said that all all Kakiri children get uh fairies when they come of age or something or just fairies come to them but he was like link isn't even a kakiri he was just kind of taken in by the forest um Mm -hmm. so that was also a massive plot hole um but yeah it's the it's the hey it's the hey listens they're so just disruptive and and mistimed you don't necessarily need a character to explain it would have been like a pop-up would have sufficed for um for instructions um and i remember that there's these like little rocks that you can hit so it's kind of scattered throughout the game that will for some reason read out the time to you and I did, like if you get lost you could have just hit one of those and it could have sent you back on your way um but yeah there's there's not that much to say about her than just annoying and just, uh, constantly and i hate her
0: <laughs> i do I do, I do. I think they did it so much better in, like, like, let's think think Wind Waker, for instance. The boat, what's the boat called?
1: Oh, God, I can't remember now. Tooty my (laughs) face.
0: The boat is so cool in Wind Waker. I fucking, I think it's like Sir Lionface or something stupid. I don't know. But, yeah, they've they've done sidekicks so much better. I like in Breath of the Wild, you don't even really get a sidekick, do you? You don't need it.
1: Yeah, I'm just trying to think in Twilight Princess, I don't think. Is there a fairy no, you do. Consent?
0: You get that guy that's attached to you, the shadow thing. Oh, uh, yeah. He's not annoying, though.
2: And, uh, and clearly in Breath of the Wild, your sidekick is Beedle. Yeah. He's everywhere.
0: Yeah, yeah. I suppose Beedle is everywhere, isn't he? And I suppose you do unlock sidekicks in Breath of the Wild in a weird kind of way, but no fucking navvy.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Awful little thing. I'd, lo- I'd love to find out what they... There is no character model for Navi. I mean, there's probably deviant art of Navi, but there's no actual. No, it's a,
2: it's a, it's a, it's a little blue blue and white dot with a uh, butterfly wings.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's it. That's it, isn't it? Yeah, that's all it is. There's no like, even like on the 3ds remake, they didn't make it any different. Did they? It's just
2: see. When 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 I got a 3ds, I got it with um ocarina of time yeah, the 3d I did. version I did, yeah. and um i couldn't play it for very long simply because of navi mm. like going going through that opening hey. area in the kakiri forest mm. um fine enough it worked it wasn't as janky as i was expecting it to be for an n64 game yeah. um but then just the hey listen all the time like <laughs> no Fuck off, you little blue dog! I'm busy it here. You if you took out. your time I'm, with anything. i 30 years old. I can play this game. I know what to <laughs> <Yeah>. do here.
0: <laughs> a lot of people like to take the with games. I don't I don't know why. But a lot of people like to take the with games. And in that game, you can't take your time with it because now he's like,
1: hey, listen, we've got to go over there.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? That kind of fucking shite. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's them. another character,
1: so- actually, in Ocarina of Time as well that's sort of misplaced. Um, do you remember that owl, Kepura Gabera?
4: Yeah, and he'd yeah, come and yeah. fuck
1: your life up every now and again as well. And you try and kind of skip through the um, the dialogue, and right at the end, he asks yes you if no. you understand. Yeah, and yeah. if you hit no, which <laughs> automatically does, you have to then go back Goes and do the whole again. thing again.
0: Oh. Fucking nineties, bring them back. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. uh, oodles, your least favorite. Is, is it real or fake this time?
0: It's real. Uh, no, it's fake. It's fake. It's fake. Uh, It's a real subject, though. It's a real subject, guys. Hard-hitting. Who here knows who Roy Harper is? Roy Harper. Look, it's me. It's a superhero thing. Better known as Speedy or Arsenal. Who knows who Oliver Queen is? The Green Arrow. Has anyone heard of the Green Arrow? (laughs) Fucking hell! (laughs) Yes. Right, so... I haven't heard of the Green Arrow. The Green Arrow is a DC superhero of Justice League fame and from the 1940s. So, Roy Harper, better known as Speedy, has been the sidekick of Green Arrow as early as 1946. Orphaned as a little boy, Harper grew up as a Navajo native, which was huge for the era. That's, it's fucking you. Think of it, the 40s, and they've got a representation of Navajo in a comic book. Massive. Um. Obviously Roy Arp has appeared as an alien as he got older, like they did with Robin, that eventually turned Robin into Nightwing, because it makes more sense that a, a 30-year-old's not just called Little Robin Boy Wonder. So they called him Arsenal when he got older. Um the character's been through a lot over the years. He was a founding member of the Teen Titans, that's always missed now. And I'll tell you for why. So he's gone through a bunch of um um basically issues. And During, I think the late, the early or late seventies, the DC DC Comics decided to do something. They decided to assassinate a character without killing the character. Um, they basically turned Speedy or Roy or Arsenal into a junkie. Um, he was caught by Oliver Queen, Green Arrow, shooting heroin (laughs) in a comic book. Lovely. Yeah. Now this was a character assassination now now a lot of people loved speedy cuz it's what it was but they needed cuz they don't drew drugs or they just say no thing was kicking into gear they needed to pick a character and what and the reason why i hate <laughs> i hate this character because it killed everyone in that year it killed green arrow off and i used to love green arrow in my opinion it was better than hawkeye back then when i was when i was younger <clears throat> and obviously this happened before I was born but I didn't know about it until I started catching up on comics now because of they turned, <laughs> they turned Speedy into a fucking junkie it killed Green Arrow and Green Arrow was he was cast from because people just, they weren't picking the book up anymore oh, oh, Speedy's recovered now, they were still like, now he's a junkie there's no way he can get past it they couldn't look past that, do you know what I mean they couldn't yeah. redeem the character at all and his name sounds an,
2: it, like a drug <laughs> Yeah. His name sounds
0: like a drug. Yeah, and it just ruined Green Arrow. Green Arrow was a joke character up until <laughs> the CW took back over and it's still kind of a joke. Apparently it's an alright show for the first season that I've never watched it. But um yeah, Green Arrow was big. He was huge. He was you've seen what he looks like in the comics, haven't you? He's like Robin Hood.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big blonde mustache, big just, Robin Hood ass. Oh him. Oh yeah, I've seen him, yeah.
0: Yeah. And Speedy was like a red version of that. And they used to, like I said, he was a founding member of Teen Titans. Teen Titans is a huge book for me. I I fucking love the, the whole of Teen Titans. You've got you've got uh, Dick Grayson. You've got you've got Roy Harper, Speedy. You've got all these people like Stig knows Teen Titans, don't you? Fantastic, fantastic. If, but Teen you Titans never go. see Speedy anymore. <laughs> yeah, Teen Titans got that's still fe- he's not in that, is he? No, they completely destroyed it, and because of that, it makes me. It's my most disliked character, even though he's w- one that I loved. I dislike it because that's kind of what what DC did to him, and because I was I'm the same. There's no redemption in in the character. Whatever he does, you, because he still exists in the books. But whatever he does, you still think you're a fucking junkie, though, aren't you? Even though he's a recovering addict and stuff now, people can't look past that. Like he stole from Bruce Wayne to get gear. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that kind of thing. Proper, like I was talking to. Um, my friend about it this week and they were like oh yeah it's like Phil Mitchell from did he say EastEnders or Emmerdale or something like that one of these shows there's a character called Phil Mitchell and EastEnders. he was a junkie and no one can never look past the fact that he was a junkie <laughs> even though he's not been a junkie alcoholic quite, 20 Phil years. Mitchell oh is that what he was I don't know what he it was it always,
3: yeah. always whenever they struggle with what to do with him they just have him drink again
0: yeah, that's what that, and that's exactly what they do with Speedy. they just fucking, it's a trope, a trope. I mean, Grant Morrison got hold of him at one point and he turned it around and said that, you know, I don't know if you've seen The Flash, but there's a Reverse Flash. and They made out that Reverse Flash put the needle in his arm and stuff like that. It's it. They tried to redeem it, but no, they've just never been able to save the character. Now, if you look at pictures of Speedy or Arsenal, He's a cool character. I like Archers. I mean, if anyone's listened to our um, our Hawkeye spoiler special, I'm, I'm a big fan of Archers and stuff like that. I love that kind of hero. He's, they haven't got powers and stuff like that, but yeah, he's just ruined, and it's nowhere near as bad as what they did with, like, um, Damien Wayne, Jason Todd, and uh, Dick Grayson, the Robins, and stuff like that. They've done some really heinous things with those characters to try and kill them, and then they're not as subtle as they are with... Marvel are very good with stuff like this. They turn sidekicks into actually fully fledged characters that can stand on their own. DC just kill them off, <laughs> <laughs> but not figuratively kill them because they don't want to not be able to produce toys of them and stuff like that. They just <laughs> character assassinate them, and I hate that. They
2: turn them into bad guys. Yeah,
0: and Speedy's by if you, anyone that's into DC knows exactly. And yeah, he's called Speedy for fuck's sake. <laughs> that's what they did with Jason Todd, didn't it? Didn't they, they turn him into a bad yeah. guy? They turn Jason Todd into about it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, irredeemable. Once once a goodie's done something so heinous as take heroin. Ooh, there must be bad people. I'm joking, by the way. There must be bad people. Uh, or are murdered. Once you've murdered, you're done for aren't You, you can never come back from it. Mm. It's, oh, it's fucking it's bollocks. Yeah, speedy, that's mine. Hate him, hate what they've done to him. Used to love him. Proper 360 on the character. So
3: there you go. Alright. Cool. All right, Gadget, uh, what are our
2: listeners uh, telling us? Well, we've had a few people um, give us some feedback, but we'll start with um, with, with our sex appeal who's not here, because Biggie has written in. Oh, yes. Um, in, and he sack. said, uh, good evening, my fellow potters. Uh, so sorry I'm missing this one due to a family bereavement. Mm-hmm. This is why I'm not doing the voice for him. Fair yes. <laughs> <laughs> he gets a right off this one. <laughs> yeah. I've only been playing GTA 5 on the PS5 with all the Rays and Tracys on and it looks incredible. I might it's get still that. a PS3 game.
3: I still might get that though.
2: It's so, it is great.
3: A, it's a great game though. It's so much fun though. It's seven quid, in it? Online is really good fun and they keep adding to it and adding all these extra things. <laughs> I
2: get it. He says it's uh, still janky at times but it looks stunning during both solo and online play. For less than a tenner it's worth it. Yeah. Um, I also watched half of Fast and Furious 6 but fell asleep (laughs) Gadget and I will have more to to discuss on this very soon We will Uh, My choices for tonight's topic are for my favourite one Claptrap from the Borderlands series While most hate hate the little guy I love him (laughs) If he's not sprouting dad jokes corny one-liners exposition or tutorial then he's dishing outside quests that parody the norm My personal favourite is the birthday party for himself (laughs) He loves his dub music and enjoys breakdancing too. And finally, became a playable character in the pre-sequel. Give the poor guy another chance. I do say I I, I do love the opening sequence of um dance, 2 where he's missing his eye. Really, but he just keeps referring, Come, minion lead <laughs> us to glory?" <laughs> he's got I a really annoying voice. Him like him. Yeah, he's like snarf. He's got a really mate. high voice. Yeah,
0: he's a snarf. He's a little snarf robot. It looks like that thing from um, Grand Day Out. From Mollison Gromit.
2: <laughs> yeah, it looks like the other... There's
1: a film coming out, by the way. That's got to be soon, hasn't it? Later this year. People really like Bardlands, don't they?
2: Mm. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, I'm keen when I finish uh, Elden Ring finally to play uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderland. That's not Bardlands, that's Wonderlands. <laughs> Different games. <laughs> I just want more Tiny Tina. She's amazing. Is she? Oh. Um, no, she's 14. No, I meant is shit. You oh, made that noise. <laughs> no, I didn't mean it like you that. You made that noise, you made that horny. <laughs> I didn't mean it like, <laughs>
4: that. I mean it like I that. that. I think that's cut just his natural noise.
2: That's No, that's that, 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 normal that. noise. Uh, anyway, he goes on to say the worst is Jar Jar Binks from the Star yeah, Wars prequels. Fuck this guy. I get that a new generation of kids watching Star Wars will love him, but the jibber-jabbering fool with the lisp was so fucking irritating and a bumbling fool.
0: These are gonna die? The, <laughs> you's some people gonna die? Oh, God, uh, this backlash
2: from Star Wars fans was so bad that Lucas reduced him to a footnote by Revenge of the Sith from almost the third main character in Phantom Menace. Yeah, at
1: least they read the room whenever I f-
2: <laughs> Yeah, whenever I feel sad and depressed, I remind myself that some fans are actually convinced he's a Sith Lord. Seriously, Jeez. Google it. It's, a I, I do love that theory. That original, like, wasn't it original story concept or something?
0: No, he brought the empire. He he, he has the final vote on, um, for, on on the chancellor, Chancellor Palpatine, to get unlimited power. Unlimited power. He he gave
3: him the final vote. You know, in the How Congress. did he get into fucking? Power. Any position of power. Politician. How did he become a politician? He is. This is stupid. what I keep trying to tell you. As far, the guy stuck his tongue into a fucking electrical <laughs> field. <laughs> yeah, like
0: he's just <laughs> yeah. Stupid. And he made the empire what it is. He voted Palpatine for. I think it was executive powers. He gave the final vote, and this is when uh, Padme says, "And this is the day democracy dies," or something like that, because they gave a gun gun. The fucking final <laughs> vote. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Jar Jar. I'm sorry, but they caused all this misery in the in the galaxy. Do you
3: know? There's only one good thing come from Jar Jar Binks, and that was the toy that was like a Jar Jar head and had a long tongue. That you, yes, that you I could, remember you, that. You yeah. Flick yeah. out and, and attach to things, yeah. and you'd be sat in class. It's like the hand puppet one as well. Yeah, because you'd be sat in class, you got that. You go, like, you'd go whoosh, and you grab one like like your yeah. classmate's book or something, and just like pull <laughs> it off the off the table. It's the only good thing that came mm-hmm. from it. Mm-hmm. Fucking awful character.
0: Even his mate, even his like his boss, Boss Nass, he were terrible as well. Oh, he, boss Nass. All awful. the Gungans were fucking shy. No, they were a badass Gungan, weren't they? In that war bit.
2: He were like a like a he had a scar. He was cool. He was a cool <laughs> Gungan.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I liked
2: him. Oh, uh, moving ja, ja. on. Uh, Zenos Infinity has said, the first two that jumped to mind are both orange characters known for spinning things around to fly. Obviously I'm talking about miles tail Prower Tails Prower rather from the Sonic games and Bandana D from the Kirby games yes. who's the closest thing Kirby has to a sidekick now
0: it, the, the Ds have been there since the beginning man
2: I need to I need to play a Kirby game. never played <gasps> oh, one
0: please. I think there's one on the Nintendo switch channel you know the Nintendo online thing that you get yeah. play I think it's. is it dream something like that you get like three games that's so good.
2: Super easy, though.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. Fair enough. You'll breeze through them.
2: Uh, Lee Davies has said, best sidekick is R2 motherfucking D2. Yep. The worst is Snarf. what <laughs> <Easy>. an <laughs> <One laughs> arsehole he is. Snarf, snarf, snarf.
3: snarf, snarf.
0: is it, it, it mad how they can like, create a character like R2-D2 that has, like, just, like, n- no language, and yet it's so endearing and so full of character? Mm. Like, George Lucas can do that, and then in episode one things <laughs>
3: <Ja-ja-bing's> turns
4: up.
3: <laughs> How can a man yeah. fall so far? <laughs> like like R two D two is just exceptional. Except, uh, it's just even call him a trash really can good. because he kind of looks like that, like a bin with on wheels. But just he's yeah. Like he said he's so endearing. I would no face. Say. Doesn't talk. Just bleeps
2: and bloops. Yeah. But he's amazing the, the 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 bleeps and bloops are really good for conveying emotion like there's that um that, uh, yeah when he screams yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but that. like what you, you get that like when Han, when Hans put into um carbonite yeah and you you, you get the Ooh. camera goes to r2 and he goes yeah yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah they so do that. <laughs> it's like oh, yeah, do, yeah the thing the people, is like they do him so well yeah, don't like, they yeah it's, it's just one of those like i i, I just I just don't understand. Like, I genuinely think R2-D2, and I, I'd love to do a little survey on this. I think he's more, I think people recognise him over Darth Vader, the two most iconic characters probably in the saga. I think people have know yeah. who R2-D2 is over Darth Vader. <laughs> Genuine. I know it sounds, mm. I, I, it's, a, it's a big pull to say. It's mine. It, for me, they are, the, they are the number
3: one and number two, aren't they? When you, when you see Star Wars stuff, it's them two. Yeah, because he's like really easy to make a toy of. And you can mix exactly. into all kinds exactly. of different things.
0: When you when you see all the stuff, it's you, you see lightsabers, you see, you see a few blasters, and you also see Darth Vader and
3: R two D two stuff. Mm.
0: They're the big hits. So it, it's, it's a, yeah, it's such a fall from grace. Fucking <laughs> God.
3: I also like. You know? I also do like the R two D two. It's similar with what we're saying about Chewbacca. you can't understand the word he's saying, and the only way you yeah. the only way that's interpreted is for him is C three PO. So he'll say stuff to C-3PO yeah. and C-3PO mm. react to it. And you know that r is just absolutely having his life. And you don't they know what that, he said, but you know that he's just fucking pissing C-3PO they off. Weird it's
0: thing, great. don't know where Like in the first three films, Luke can understand R2-D2. In the prequels, Anakin can understand R2-D2. And in the sequels, um, Ray can understand R2-D2. They have a little D2. screen. It's... It's like a few, only a few of them can understand him. Is, it, is, it, is that what it is? Is it the computer screen? Is that what they're reading? Yeah, yeah
2: there's, a, there's a screen in the X-Wing, there's a screen in the um, Naboo Fighter. Yeah,
0: else. I know there's some way that they can understand him, but it's, it's so fucking, it's such a good little tin can. I think it's better than a Dalek and stuff like that. Mm.
4: Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like oh, yeah.
0: robots and droids go. I think i was number one. It's better than Clank Trap.
2: Uh, Terrestrial extra says, I'm probably too late for this. No thought put into it, but off the top of the head, Clank.
0: He doesn't oh, say Clank. whether that's
2: a good thing or a bad thing. But I like Clank. No, I think he probably likes him. I, liked actually, I Clank. Like Clank. I think it's probably. I like Clank. Yeah, he's a lovely boy.
0: He reminds me well of. Spoken. He reminds me of like certain portrayals of Doctor Watson. Oh, it was another good sidekick. Mm, certain yeah. portrayals of him is he's, he's he's the uh, the straight man. You know what I mean? He's, yes. He's, yes. He's, yeah, I like
3: him. Yeah, Clank Clank could have been done. Like I said, I only played the one game, but it could have been done so wrong. It's, it would have been so. Daxter, isn't it would it? have been so easy to make that character oh, really yeah. annoying and just and just you know an, an idiot. But no, they do it. I think really as well cool. in the in the
0: remake of the first Ratchet and Clank game when Clank's running, it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, he runs his
4: forward. I love it. it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I
4: love uh, angry
2: Kurt has come in saying uh, my favorite sidekicks all come from the Half Life universe. Two of them are Dog and the Companion Cube from Portal. Best, best cube. Ah, oh, best cube. Um, but the choice I will go into detail is with Alex. Uh, Alex was introduced in Half-Life 2 and was a thoroughly compelling character to be with throughout the series. What makes her different is that she's a strong woman who has voice acted superbly and has had a great script, so every interaction she has with Gordon was a joy. <coughs> I really grew to like her, but what was also cool is that she was never really treated as a love interest in the games, which she might have been in any other game. She was just a really great friend to have by your side and someone you could count on in the heat of battle. Yeah, Alex is great. Yeah, Alex's yeah. character is absolutely great. Forgive me for not
0: knowing, because like I say, I've played about ten minutes of Half Life Two. Is Alex the Alex that's in Half Life? Alex is that the same yes. person? Yes. I think I know. Who it is, the girl with the headband on? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's it's a, it's a cool looking character though.
2: She she is a really good character and she's re, she's really well developed and well written and you you follow like her motivations throughout are easy to follow and she's. Aligned with Gordon, but she is doing her own thing for most of it. When he, when he said there Half-Life, one- though,
0: I thought he was going to be like, Morning, Gordon! <laughs> be
1: <laughs>
2: He's pretty great, <laughs>
0: be He's
2: brilliant.
0: <laughs> but I only know him from that, that YouTube series that Stig oh, told me to do years ago, and I watched so the whole
3: thing. Good. It's so If you've good. never watched that, you have to watch the Morning, Half- Half-Life in VR where... They just they modded a Half Life game, and it's a guy and a so bunch many of friends scientists just like doing it. But the guy who does the scientist voice is perfect, and it's so good. It's all improvised, but fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's so good.
0: I think it's the best thing you've ever shown me. Stick. I it's watched so, the whole thing. I did.
3: It's so good. So it's probably about three, four, probably longer, like five hours long. And it just goes. I think it's five hours. Once yeah. to get to where's where's the and on Zen, Zen yeah. Zen. Uh, it just goes off the rails. <laughs> so
0: completely hilarious. off the
3: rails.
2: I might need you to send me a link to that. Yeah. Oh, yet, gotcha. So I'm oh,
0: curious. I don't think you were on that episode when Stig brought it up. This was years ago. I hope it may. It's the best, like, five hours you'll ever have in your life.
2: Yeah, someone send me a link later, and I'll stick it in the show notes <laughs> so for anyone good. curious. Um, Morning, last up we have <laughs> Last up, we have Ray. Um... Now I, I normally always like it when Ray's come in here but I I'm 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 I I don't like the second Ray do? we start well the first on the first half my favorite sidekick would have to be Bender Bending Rodriguez from Futurama. <sighs> yeah. Yes. He's a lazy, rude, substance abusing robot with a very foul mouth and zero sympathy. Mm-hmm. He has no problem selling out anyone in sticky situations which is often caused by his irresponsible behaviors in the first place. However, that is why everybody loves him. No matter how untrustworthy he is. There is always a tiny corner in his heart waiting to break free and live a little. As such, Bender becomes the unlikely hero and an icon of the series.
0: I think he's brilliant. He's fucking brilliant. Oh yeah. There's no. There's I, no I, I still maintain.
2: Bender. I still maintain my, my 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 favorite, my two favorite episodes of *Future Armor* is one. It's one of the the what if episodes. Yeah. And it's uh, when Bender becomes human, oh, and he goes off fuck. the fucking rails. Fuck yeah. Um. But then the, the other main one is when Bender joins the uh, the robot church <laughs> and ends up going to hell, and you've got that re- he's <laughs> got that amazing music on, them, <laughs> but with him and the robot devil. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's coming back, isn't
2: it? It's coming back. Yeah, it is. And um, uh, he, is uh, it John uh signed up for it.
0: Yes, he can't be without him. He cannot.
2: No, <gasps> it would be an outcry if they uh, recast Bender. Not a chance. Not a chance. Should I? Maybe I, 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 know I it. think
0: is. I think I think Bender is. Pr- Probably Matt Groening's best character. I like him more than Homer and stuff like that. I think he's incredible. I know a lot of people yeah. are like, What? But yeah, I think he's I think he's just a better character in general.
2: I think Bender yeah, might yeah, be the best
3: character that he's created. Yeah, I genuinely Homer, think he is. Homer's I think brilliant, brilliant. But obviously yeah. the longer the, the Simpsons has gone on, the more it's got worse. The worse that the character has gone on the stupid situation. When situations. Homer knows
0: he's Homer, they're the worst episode. Y- yeah,
3: when 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 Simpsons was at its height. Homer was just absolutely incredible. Unparalleled. But Bender's just great throughout the... Consist- throughout consistent, consistent, isn't
2: it? yeah. Yeah, Yeah. So, the the bit I don't like of this God email, um, he says on the other hand, I cannot say the same thing to Ruby Rod from The Fifth Element. Whoa!
0: Got another!
2: Chris Tucker did his best to portray a character opposite the stoic Bruce Willis, but an overdramatic radio host really does not stand out in a fairly overdramatic movie. Oh, come on. And apart from being annoying, he helps very little story-wise. So sadly, I have to name, his, name him as my least favourite sidekick.
0: He is one We're of the that. best people in that film. Love Ruby Rod. Great representation of LGBTQ, all that. Especially back then as well. Man that dresses how he wants, what he wants. I think it's incredibly, and it's Chris Tucker's best role. Absolutely incredible.
2: So, but uh, yes, that's our mailbag. Excellent. I'll be having words with Ray later. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> oh my god, we're gonna get Chris Tucker on the show.
2: Can't, can't be having this anti-Ruby Rod rhetoric. No, I here. love,
0: I love Ruby Rod, oh, and that fucking oh, that leopard print ones, onesie thing he wears. Oh
2: my <laughs> god. Yeah, even you're not skinny enough to pull that (laughs) No, no, I'm
0: not. I'd I'd love that. With a big hairpiece he has on. Oh, my God. Big hairpiece, open collar. Microphone. Oh, God, he's so good. Ray, you are wrong. You are wrong and you are a rotter. But anyway, that is our bulging sack. Um, That is it for, mainly for the show, but we've got some socials to do. And what are we doing next week, Candy?
1: I'll tell you. So, as always, you can visit our website, modernescapism.co.uk. On there, you can find a link to all of our socials, contact details, and our merch store. If you have any comments or feedback, you can fill out a form on our website, tweet us, or email us on modernescapismpod at gmail.com. You can find us on our Discord server if you'd like to have a quick chat with us in our community. Uh, lovely place. Please come and join us. Twitch as well. We do some uh, gaming streams every now and again. We try and keep it nice and regular for you. And you can find us on twitch.tv forward slash modern escapism. The best place to find our schedule is Discord or Twitch, or just give us a like on. Um, Twitch, and it'll let you know whenever we're going live.
0: Oh, the cat's back!
1: <laughs> he knows it's because I'm doing the socials. It's like
0: <laughs> and I have been active on Twitch as well. I mean, I'm not very good at sticking to my thing. but what I'm going to do in the right. future. I'm just going to stream when I, I want. You were
2: supposed
1: to. You were supposed to be playing Dishonored. I will still. More but Elden
0: Ring. I'm just going to stream what I want when I want. That's it. You're just going to get ADHD streams. <laughs>
1: Fine, perfect. Well, that's what we like.
0: <laughs> yeah, all
1: of our playthroughs will be uploaded to our youtube channel as well along with our regular episodes
0: somebody and- join the fight club with me
1: come on. <laughs> please he needs the help <laughs> and you can find us on <laughs> youtube.com forward slash modern escapism and we've talked about our patron already um so give us a follow on that if you'd like to give us a bit of extra financial support you get lots and lots of extras it's really really worth it And if you want to support us in a non-financial way, please leave us a five-star review wherever you can, and that really, really helps as well. We don't read the low-star reviews, five-star reviews or no. Next week...
0: We have got an algorithm set up, so the low-star ones, don't even show up to us.
1: Yeah, don't even acknowledge them, I'm afraid.
2: Him. and um and and don't forget everyone scorch sheep now has its own youtube channel so if you search for do dragons dream of scorch sheep on youtube it, you'll find the
0: channel Ooh, it's, yeah you can watch Ooh. us now you can you can yeah. see us actually rolling in real time
1: sorry We're about not my cheating. cat's asshole <laughs> <laughs> um i liked it yes next week we have unpopular opinions and this is just an absolute open book of a subject on this one um TV, film, what you change up in a script, how you'd rewrite a character, whether you hate I'm him, not a gamer. love something that everyone hates, hate something everyone loves. Absolutely open to anything on that one.
0: Zack Snyder's Justice League's good.
2: This is going to be one of those episodes where Oodles has a point to make and doesn't know how to make. It. <laughs> I'm going to be terrible at this. I'm
0: going to be, terrible. I'm going to be, I'm going to be shocking at this
2: one, but yeah, fuck. I might write a
0: script just so I'll never deviate from the script. I'm, and this is my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be good, nice and cathartic. Um, yeah, that has been us. Um, hope to see you soon, Biggie. Hope you are well. And thank you everyone for listening. We will be joining the green room for the patrons very shortly, but for everyone else, good night. Bye. Bye.